Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Friday afternoon and welcome to Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Good to have you along, at least for a little while, wherever you are and however you are listening. Thanks for being with us, Richard Cross and Michael Borky. Hey, Dad, is off today. Uh, let's just start with weather, right? Uh, well, before we do that, maybe we should tell you that we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can communicate with us via the C Spire text line. That number is 601 879 4395 That's the best way for you to get in touch with us. Want faster phones? C Spire is on it. They're rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion-dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Plus, it's even easier to experience 5G for yourself with C Spire's Real Deal Plan. Unlimited talk and text. 10 gigs of high-speed data, only $45 per month for each line with auto pay. No bull. Learn more at cspire.com. We are glad to have you along. So I am in Oxford at Swayze Field. Borky is in the studio in Jackson where he tells me the weather is lovely. Not in the studio, but outside the building. The, well, technically, the, uh, the sun I mean, it is, is out. 72 and not uh, raining. Light. So... Yeah, you've uh, you've got that. So, uh, it's pretty good in the central part of the state of Mississippi. It's pretty good in the southern part of the state of Mississippi, where Southern Miss is about to get their weekend started with UConn. I just pulled the weather up in Hattiesburg, and I, I uh, it wasn't a twinge of jealousy. It was a great deal of jealousy. It is 80 degrees, and the sun is out in Hattiesburg, where Southern Miss is getting ready to play baseball against UConn. A little bit better in Starkville than it is in Oxford. It's currently 58 degrees, and they've only got a 15% chance of rain through the uh, the overnight hours. But Oxford is kind of at the southern end of this front that is making its way across the like Texas and the Mid-South and then kind of working its way to the northeast. And so it's lightly raining right now, and it is 55 degrees. As we sit right now, the plan is for Ole Miss and UCF to begin their series this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Just looking at the forecast and kind of trying to make 2 plus 2 equal 4, Borky, if they're able to play today, my money would be on a doubleheader tomorrow. I don't know that that has officially been announced yet, but I think that's the most likely outcome because the forecast on Sunday is awful. But they are going to try and play baseball, even though there is a light rain falling and the tarp is on the field right now, Ole Miss and UCF. Mississippi State about to begin a series with Tulane. And like I said, they're in a much better weather situation. So hopefully we're able to get three baseball games at the D1 level in in the state of Mississippi this afternoon and into tonight. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, This morning it didn't look uh, like that out. Didn't look like that outlook. It's kind of redundant. Uh, was very positive. Yeah. 
but I mean, tomorrow's not any better, and Sunday's even worse. So I, I understand their motivation behind trying to get one in tonight because yeah, you got to get one in. By the way, I saw a picture last night on UCF Baseball's account. Mm-hmm. They have a player. You've probably done your research, so you might know who this player is off the top of your head. Uh, he's got a shaved head, completely shaved. He's a big guy, too. Like he, He's he's beefy. It, not like muscle-bound. I'm sure he's got some muscle. He's a college athlete. But he's kind of beefy, you know? Shaved head. One of his arms is completely covered, and it's a tattoo sleeve. Okay. And he's got a beard down, like, middle chest. And between that guy and Kale Baker being on the field at the same time, uh, don't bring your wife to the game. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Lot, lot of That's beef. That's a lot of beef and a lot of man on that field. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about off the top of your head? I do not have his name he, he in was, front of they, He was wearing the team-issued polo, so I couldn't get a number. But when you see this guy, you'll know, because he's got a ZZ Top-style beard and a shaved head and a big tattoo sleeve. He's a beefy guy. Like He and Kale Baker need to do the jersey swap or something. I mean, I don't think you could pull that look off, by the way. Oh, no, 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 no. No. There's one specific look I can pull off. <laughs> and, and you're <laughs> wearing it, it yeah. right now, right? Buttoned up shirt and khakis, man. There you go. The very typical. What do they call it? Um, they, they call it something. I have friends that, that went to D.C. to work for politicians and stuff like that after college. And apparently the fall and winter in D.C., every guy wears the exact same thing. Hmm. Khaki pants, button-up shirt, some kind of zip-up vest. Every single guy in D. I forget what they call it. but that, Is it like your post-grad SEC uniform? Basically, yeah. It's like, okay, you work for a a senator from the South somewhere, if you're dressed like that. There is a lot of baseball that is scheduled today in the uh, the SEC. Only one game going on right now. Uh, Auburn finding out that the uh, competition when they fight in weight class is uh, a little bit more difficult, but Auburn is leading 3-2 to two over Oklahoma in the top of the ninth inning. Auburn is the visiting team. They're playing in the Round Rock Classic. Uh, down in Texas, so I guess the uh, bad weather made its way out of Texas. Auburn got a run in the top of the first inning. They added a couple of runs in the uh, the top of the third inning, and the uh, Auburn Tigers trying to get a win after um, uh, roundly beating uh, Alabama A&M over a couple of games in the midweek. As far as the rest of the league, Omaha is at Missouri. Milwaukee is at Kentucky. Southeast Missouri State is at Arkansas. Did you see that it took some 10th uh, inning heroics last night yeah. for uh, for Arkansas to get a walk-off win after going 3-0 and and moving to number 2 in D1Baseball.com's top 25? Uh, they struggled with Southeast Missouri State yesterday, but ultimately got the win. Wright State is at Alabama. Indiana State is at Tennessee. UCF and Oxford to take on Ole Miss. Tulane in Starkville to take on Mississippi State. Georgia State is in Nashville. They've got a 4.30 start for that game uh, against Vanderbilt. Samford is at Florida. So Florida back home at their new ballpark for the second consecutive weekend. First pitch for that game is at 5.30. It's 6 tonight at the... Uh, Excuse me, at the Round Rock Classic in Round Rock, Texas. Texas A&M takes on Baylor. Youngstown State and LSU play at 7. The Fighting Penguins. Youngstown State is the Fighting Penguins. That's right. Well, I think they might not be fighting. I think they might just be the Penguins. Just the Penguins. Yeah. 
They've just got the Y Which, logo beside their name. Isn't that crazy that Youngstown State, I know Madison is is north of Youngstown, Ohio, but it's the same general area, that Youngstown State plays Division One baseball, but Wisconsin does not. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I know. That's just uh, not something that Wisconsin has ever added to the uh, to the program. South Carolina and Clemson were supposed to play the first of their three-game series. And, you know, that's the one where they play one at the home ballpark of Clemson, one at the home ballpark of South Carolina, and then usually they play, what, at Floor Field in uh, in Greenville? They do. The, uh, yeah. the third field, or the third game of the series. It's something, you know, we talk about that here a good bit. Uh, it just we wish it would happen. Being an SEC slate and being probably the biggest weekend on campus changes things a little bit, I'm sure. But I love that format. One on one campus, one on the other, one at a very neutral site. Kind of an in-between type site in Greenville. I would love to see that here. Friday night in Oxford, Saturday Sarkville, Sunday in Biloxi. Or or Sunday in Jackson. I would love to see that at some point. I know it's not going to happen, but I'd love it. Well, but it wouldn't happen in South Carolina if this was a conference matchup. No, yeah, no, no shot at all. Because it's non-conference, you're you're able to uh, to pull that off early in the year, and certainly all the fans love that. That game has been postponed and rescheduled for May the 11th. So, because of the inclement weather that's uh, rolling through North and South Carolina, kind of the Eastern Seaboard, they've pushed that all the way back to May. So that'll be a uh, that'll be a fun game for those two teams late in the year for those fan bases when they probably have yeah. great weather. And uh, then Gardner Webb and Georgia has been postponed as well because of uh, some of the same stuff that we're dealing with in Mississippi. So it was raining pretty steady and it's just kind of stopped where uh, where I am in Oxford. I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be hit or miss. They're going to try and start the game as long as it's not raining too terribly hard. They'll be able to keep playing. And then best guess is they will try and play a doubleheader tomorrow because uh, it doesn't look great in the uh, in the state of Mississippi on Sunday. Borky, something, I don't know if you saw this story or not, um, and we'll get into it a little bit more coming up in, uh, in just a few minutes, and that is it sounds like the NFL and ESPN are really close to getting the new television deal done. John Orand, who is a, uh, a really good media reporter at Sports Business Journal, had the story, and he even includes in his story a denial from the vice president of communications that oversees media for the NFL. We'll get into the details of that uh, that coming back and why it probably is true, uh, but nobody ready to comment it on just yet. It does say that the contract is not signed. I don't know if you saw the story earlier in the week, though, where, where um, what, there were sources that said they were so far apart that ESPN was... One billion was dollars apart. At least a billion. At one point, I heard that the NFL was trying to get $4 billion out of ESPN on this deal, which would mean they were like $2 billion apart. But it appears like the sides are much closer. We'll give you the details of that story when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross and Michael Borky with you on this Friday.
from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates call 601-605-4443. So far, look for delays 220 southbound at just past Clinton Boulevard and uh, also Highway 49 southbound in Richland there at Harper. Otherwise, things looking fairly decent. No other major problems. Please buckle up, drive safe, have a great weekend. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call 601-353-5217. Hey, Tom. Looks like you're a few guys short today. Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits. You should call New Care MD. They offer full-service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same-day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact New Care MD at NewCareMD.com today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees. Coleman Taylor Transmission. Here's Flint from Coleman Taylor Transmission about what to do if you're having issues with your transmission. We do free diagnosis, first of all, so we just need to get the vehicle to our shop. If you have a way to do that, bring it in. If you do not, have free towing on major repairs. Tell you basically the things you want to know, how how much is it going to be and how long is it going to take. Usually try to get them checked the same day. Coleman Taylor Transmission is about you, the customer. I don't sleep at night if I feel like I've mistreated somebody or overcharge somebody or done something like that. 601-355-8526. Welcome to the show. Are you ready for a ride? Welcome to the show, America. This is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done. But hurry, Ford Truck Month is one show you don't want to miss. Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in, in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they all are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson, 97.3. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Happy 
with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Glad to have you along on this Thursday afternoon. Some of you will be breaking away for coverage of Ole Miss baseball starting at 3.30. Some of you will be breaking away for coverage of Mississippi State baseball starting at 3.30. If you're listening online or on the Super Talk app or perhaps you're watching on uh, supertalktv.com or on Seaspire TV. The show will continue until 6 o'clock. Uh, Michael Borky will be uh, carrying you much of the way through the afternoon if things uh, proceed as they are supposed to in Oxford and in Starkville. We'll tell you that coming up on the Farm Bureau phone line a little bit later this afternoon, Dane Bradshaw will join us from the uh, SEC Network. He's a college basketball analyst there, former player at Tennessee, and uh, great guy. And uh, we'll get his perspective on uh, this last week of games in the SEC with games scheduled tonight in the midweek and then next Saturday with one game on next Sunday as well. And we trend toward the SEC tournament. So that's coming up to begin the 4 o'clock hour. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, we will check in on the Atlanta Braves spring training. Ben Ingram, he tweeted some pictures earlier today. He's at the spring training site for the Braves. Spring training baseball games begin this weekend. Obviously, a lot of excitement in Atlanta surrounding this Braves team. They've won three straight division titles, trying to make it four in a row and trying to uh, go as deep as they can, uh, hopefully all the way to the World Series when uh, when things roll around. So uh, that's coming up as we go through the show with you this afternoon. Here are the details for the story that I was mentioning be, uh, before the break. This is reporting from John Orand at uh, Sports Business Journal. He writes, Disney and the NFL have reached a broad agreement on a new media rights deal that will see ESPN renew Monday Night Football and ABC return to the Super Bowl rotation for the first time since 2006. That's according to sources. He says the contracts have still not been signed, but the two sides have smoothed over enough differences that a deal is close at hand. He went on to say that sources say Disney is expected to pay an increase of up to 30% from its current deal, which is a lot of money, by the way, because ESPN's current deal for Monday Night Football and all the rights associated with highlights is for $2 billion. And so a 30% increase would take that to about $2.6 billion. But the increases that Fox, CBS, and NBC are expected to see are all basically doubling their contracts. So they're all looking at roughly 100% increases. It would, however, get ESPN more in line with uh, with what the other folks are paying based on what they are getting. So a week or so ago, there was news uh, a news leak that there was a stalemate between the two sides because they were so far apart in price that some folks at ESPN questioned whether or not to even try and continue negotiating a deal. Disney will still pay more than any other media company for its Monday Night Football package, and the network will retain the highly coveted highlight rights, which provide year-round programming for ESPN and all of its studio shows. Um, it says Disney was the last linchpin for the NFL, which already had reached broad agreements with CBS, Fox, and NBC. Media executives are optimistic that the league formally will announce all of its media deals at some point next week. However, there was a quote in this story, and John Oran, to his credit, went to the NFL and asked for comment and went to ESPN and asked for comment. ESPN gave no comment, period. 
Here's what the NFL said, Borky. NFL Media Vice President for Communications Alex Reitmiller said, The report is incorrect, and as we do not negotiate through the media, there will be no further comment. I don't know if the report is incorrect or not. John Orand has good sourcing. He doesn't miss on a lot. But that's a pretty strong denial from uh, the NFL as well. We'll wait and see how it all gets hammered out. Yeah, I kind of feel like John Orrand uh, nailed this. I have a feeling that the NFL isn't happy that this news broke on a Friday afternoon and would much prefer it happened on a Tuesday morning like they probably planned. <laughs> I mean, that's that's... Uh, I mean, you know more about the TV business than I do, certainly. But that's what that statement screams to me. Really well-respected media reporter that doesn't get stuff like this wrong, breaking a story on a Friday afternoon, parties involved not being very excited that the news broke on a Friday afternoon, especially when you're talking about $2 billion worth of a contract. Yeah. Can you imagine negotiating a contract of that size? I mean, it's hard to even wrap your mind around. All right, so we're going to give you this, and we're going to get this in return. And we know what the this in return is. It's it's NFL football, but the part that we're going to give you, uh, yeah, not two billion, two almost three billion dollars. You got to be able to sell a lot of ads and cover a lot of programming to make those uh, those numbers work out. It does say in the story that the new deals are going to look a lot like the old deals from a consumption standpoint. So in terms of where you watch games, really going to be exactly or mostly like it was in the past with one pretty significant change. So CBS and Fox are keeping their Sunday afternoon packages. NBC is keeping Sunday night football. Sources said that CBS, Fox, and NBC will all be paying around $2 billion a year for their packages, which is an increase of almost double. The biggest change, though, will be with Thursday night football, which is going to be moving from Fox to Amazon Prime and NFL Network. And it's unclear how much money Amazon is going to be paying for those rights at this point. We've talked for a long time, and I'm a little surprised that it hasn't been a little faster on the uptake because of the amount of cash that an entity like Amazon has, that an entity like Google has, Google, Alphabet, you know, whatever it is they call themselves in, in their publicly traded world, and the amount of cash that Apple has. I'm really surprised that they have not decided to just bite the bullet and pay whatever it takes to not just get the NFL, but to get some big-time college property. And they haven't done that yet, although it does feel like Amazon is uh, is making that pretty strong move right now. Yeah, it is. This whole thing is staggering. And especially when you are a team, one with local interest in particular, that is having to navigate the salary cap. This is a very good sign. Yeah. <laughs> We already know what the salary cap's going to be for this coming year, and it's actually a little bit more than they thought it was going to be. But This is a good sign moving forward, because the whole Mickey Loomis funny money thing is only really him kicking the can down the road. And so when that road was shrinking, you were concerned. But now that that road's getting a little bit wider, it helps. That was my first thought is, well, thank goodness all these contracts that are so backloaded and so just kicking the can down the road with signing bonuses and all this stuff, it's going to be a little bit easier to swallow moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. But, I mean, 
it does sound like there's help on the way in terms of uh, money because all that money gets distributed to the uh, to the teams in the NFL. And so if you're talking about adding one, two, three, almost four billion dollars of revenue, now that's spread out over multiple years with these TV deals, but it's still just a massive, massive amount of money. And uh, in terms of the NFL and its place in kind of like the sports hierarchy, it's just kind of a the rich get richer thing. Yeah, and, and they keep on making it rain. That's how it's always going to be. And uh, speaking of that, a uh, special shout-out to hockey. I know we talked about the Lake Tahoe thing uh, early this week. I don't know if you got to check that out at all. Um, massive number. Massive number uh, for that game. And that reminded me two things. Number one, like we talk about many, many times, live sports is going to be the only thing saving terrestrial television. It's going to be the only thing of value. And two... You get rewarded by creativity. The NFL, that like you mentioned, completely an animal, right? I mean, it's the king of kings. It will always be the king of kings in sports and television. Yeah. But creativity got rewarded in hockey. They played a game on the banks of Lake Tahoe. It was two games. It was incredible, and a lot of people watched. I would love, I don't know how you do it, and maybe you can't, but like the Field of Dreams game, if they actually make that thing happen, that will do a massive number. Yeah. Would love to see more of that in sports moving forward. That was that was actually a, a road trip that I was really considering before the world came to an end last year. And and I don't know that – I have no idea what tickets would have cost, and I don't even know if there would have been enough availability. But that was – because the Yankees were one of the two teams that were playing in it. And I remember thinking when that was, that was first announced that um, – that would be a heck of a road trip to take my son on. Or our whole family. I mean, if it was like, hey, let's go to uh, Iowa in the middle of the summer. I mean, that's not normally where you plan a summer vacation, but, uh, you know, maybe it would be something that uh, would a be a little bit different. Corn. When's the yeah. harvest? Yeah. Well, Francis likes corn a lot. All my kids eat corn. So I don't See, know. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe that would have made sense. Um, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We are glad to be with you. Some interesting announcements from the NCAA with regard to the NCAA tournament coming up. We know that there are going to be 68 teams in the field. But what happens if between the announcement and the time games begin, a team has to opt out because of COVID issues? We'll talk about that when we come back and how it could be important for Ole Miss. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. More coming up with you. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. Talking to Paul Thorne, Mississippi, true treasure, uh, really incredible recording artist, singer, songwriter, has been doing it a long time, doing it the right way. It's almost like a Forrest Gump thing because uh, I was a boxer, slash, I worked in a furniture factory, slash, I had a gig two nights a week playing my acoustic guitar, in a pizza restaurant, slash, I was in the National Guard, <laughs> and, wow. uh, you know, all this stuff was going on at the same time. Slash, I had a writing contract with Rick Hall in fame. In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, 
and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith is voicing her opposition to President Biden's nominee to head up Health and Human Services, California Attorney General Xavier Becerra, who she says has no qualifying experience. His experience is filing lawsuits to go against anything that is pro-life. And as the AG in California, he used that position to do that there. He will use it here. And it's still pretty incredible that his name was put up. And a 13-year-old is being charged as an adult in connection with a shooting outside of an apartment complex in Picayune Sunday. Three victims were shot in the legs. None of the injuries are life-threatening. Police say the motive was an ongoing argument between the suspect and other juveniles, but none of the victims were involved in that argument. The youth, who turned himself in Tuesday night, will be charged with three felony counts of aggravated assault. Heading to the coast to hit the casinos. Or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions. And exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more. Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening. From 106.3 Casino Radio. This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything. On the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. 
If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. A new voice is here on Super Talk Mississippi. Dan Bongino. He's a former Secret Service agent, police officer, best-selling author, and host of the fastest-growing conservative talk show in America, The Dan Bongino Show. Each weeknight, starting at 11, Dan Bongino tackles the hottest political issues, debunking the rhetoric, and giving you the hard-hitting truth. The Dan Bongino Show. Weeknights at 11. The Dan Bongino Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Communication system is a go. go. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. Friday afternoon with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross and Michael Borky, thanks for being with us. So the NCAA released some news today about how they are going to handle different scenarios related to a team needing to withdraw from the basketball championships, either on the men's side or on the women's side. And, Borky, there's some things here. Uh, there's a particular scenario that you pointed out that just kind of blew me away a little bit. So here's what they're laying out. Once the bracket is finalized and is released, teams will not be reseeded, nor will the, bra- the bracket change. Okay, so that's that's important to understand first. They're not reseeding anybody. The bracket will not change after the announcement that comes on Sunday after the conference tournaments. That's number one. Number two, reasonable efforts will be made to ensure a full field is in place before the start of the championship. And no replacement teams will be introduced after the championship begins. So they're going to do everything they can to have 68 teams in the field. Let's just talk about the men's tournament for a second. In the field for the men's tournament, everything they can do to have 68 teams ready to go. Number three, every participating conference should have the opportunity for a minimum of one team in the championship field. And they've they've allowed for some leeway there, right, for teams that don't have a conference tournament or normally allow their conference tournament winner uh, that there's a little bit of leeway, and, and I don't know all the details of that, for taking your regular season champion and making them your participant. And then, beyond the goal of having at least one team from every conference, replacement teams must be among the best teams being considered for an at-large bid. That means on the bubble, or if you're going Joe Lenardi uh, style, First four out, next four out, that group. All right, so we're going to get the announcement on Sunday after the conference tournaments. That is March the... I should know that off the top of my head. Let's see, calendar right here in front of me. So we have this weekend's games, the 27th. March 6th is the final day of the regular season. And so conference basketball tournaments, all of them will be over by Sunday, March the 14th. And that's the afternoon that the the field of 68 will be announced. 
So, Borky, this is where it gets off into the weeds a little bit, right? You've got 48 hours after the announcement of the field in which they could add a team if one of the 68 teams has a COVID issue that causes them not to be able to play. Did I say that accurately? Yes. So only within two days after the field is announced can one of these replacement teams be added to the tournament. And so your next question, at least mine, was, well, what happens if they're a week into the tournament and somebody gets COVID and they have to shut a team down? They didn't clearly state, but based on what you read here, it's forfeit. Yeah. I mean, that that's really the only option is it's just forfeit. So, All right, so Sunday the 14th at, what, 5 p.m. Eastern, give or take, the field of 68 is announced. And that means that we will be locked into the field on Wednesday night. So you've got until about 5 o'clock on Wednesday. What does that mean? If a team, and you remember all those protocols that we laid out, they were going to have to have like seven straight negative tests. And I may be, maybe I'm confusing that with what they had for the Super Bowl for the participating teams. But there was going to be a stringent testing policy. Like teams couldn't go back to their hometown. They had to come straight from their conference tournament site to Indianapolis. Teams are going to start coming in on Saturday. That's when the first wave comes in. Then they're bringing teams in on Sunday. And they should have everybody in place by Sunday night or Monday morning at the latest to begin the NCAA tournament. So so that's part number one. But if one of the teams that gets in and gets to Indianapolis doesn't pass COVID whatever, they have an outbreak, they don't have enough players to stay in it, for whatever reason they have to say, we can't go on Thursday or Friday, then that team would be replaced by what was considered to be a bubble team. And you made a good point. It's not like those teams are going to just split and go home because if you were a bubble team for the NCAA tournament, you're going to be getting ready for the NIT. You're still going to be practicing. You're still going to be kind of staying within protocol, right? Yeah, you would hope so. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yeah, you would hope. You would hope. I, I still can't believe they're putting on the NIT. I'm glad they're doing it. I'm, I'm just surprised. Yeah. Um, but good. I mean, very exciting. I hope, obviously, none of this happens, but... Considering how these things go, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see somebody get replaced. But, I mean, the scenario that we laid out earlier before we came on air, I mean, it's possible. A stretch, but it's possible that Ole Miss is a one seed in the NCAA tournament. That is a scenario in which there is a plausible <laughs> path to getting that, that option out there. All right, so so how would that happen? So, in the scenario where Gonzaga... Or Baylor, or Michigan, or whoever ends up being the fourth one seed in the tournament, they have to back out. If let's just say that Ole Miss wins their next three in the regular season, and then they go one and one in the SEC tournament, and they were the first team out. If you had a one seed that had to opt out, they would be replaced potentially by the first team out. If that were Ole Miss, <laughs> Kermit Davis's team would draw a 16 seed in their first game of the NCAA tournament. 
Now that's not likely, and you certainly very, don't wish very that likely, on a but, program. But but yeah, I mean theoretically, and if it's not Ole Miss, I mean if if UConn is the first team out, and Baylor has to get bounced, or Ohio State ends up as a two seed and they get bounced, then the replacement would go into that seed. They would not receive the tournament. They wouldn't redo the bracket. But here's the other part of this, and this is what you were alluding to a second ago. If you get past that 48-hour window and the bracket is set, this is the tournament field, it's time to start the tournament, and then uh, even if it's after your first round, say you play your first round game, but for some reason you have to opt out of a second round game, well, nobody's being added to the field at that point. And so congratulations to the 8 or 9 seed that won their first round game and has to meet the one seed in the second round of the tournament. Well, they're now onto the Sweet Sixteen. They just and, and and you're right. They did not use in this release the word forfeit, but everything we're looking at points to exactly that. It would be a forfeit, and they would advance to the next round. Yeah, I mean the the line right here. Once the bracket is finalized and released, teams will not be reseeded nor the bracket changed. So, uh, the if a team can't participate, they're not changing anything. Yeah. They're not moving I, I, anything around, so that's the only plausible scenario. And I think that's, I think that's the right way to go about it. I mean, it's unfortunate, but what else are you going to do? There's 68 teams in the tournament, and you know, by the the time we'd be talking, maybe 32. But you can't disrupt everything for one team. No, it stinks, and, and you, but you, and you can't, can't do take it. a team that didn't get into the tournament at all. And congratulations, you just got a bye in the first round and a bye in the second round, uh, and you're fresh and healthy, and Hang you get to be banner. part of the Sweet 16. Congratulations. <laughs> put the banner up in the rafters, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt you're hanging a uh, you're hanging a banner. And the media materials the following year, NCAA tournament, Sweet 16. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that front. So, um, yeah, that part of it's not going to happen. But uh, I thought it was kind of interesting the way that uh, that, that shook out. Hey, a quick look at the SEC baseball scoreboard. Auburn and Oklahoma are now in extra innings at the Round Rock Classic. That's what you love when you're hosting a tournament is to have the first game of the day uh, go into uh, extra innings. 3-3, Auburn and Oklahoma. Uh, Missouri has an early 2-0 lead at home over Omaha. Kentucky leads Milwaukee 2-0 early. Southeast Missouri State and Arkansas just underway. No score. Top of the third in Tuscaloosa, Alabama leading 3-1 over Wright State. Uh, you got Indiana State and Tennessee about to get started. A couple of games at uh, at 4 o'clock Central, uh, both here in the state of Mississippi, with uh, Ole Miss hosting UCF and Mississippi State hosting Tulane. And I'll be honest with you, given the forecast that we were looking at, given the radar that we were looking at, uh, I just didn't think that there was a scenario where you were going to see these two teams play, certainly at 4 o'clock this afternoon, but frankly, really at any time today. And now, with where we sit, there's a little bit of a window that has opened up. Boy, that's a that is a buzz phrase for coaches in college baseball. Well, we got a window. I think we're going to be able to get it in. Uh, and they even say that sometimes when there's no scenario where there's a window, but it looks like they're going to be able to get it in. Uh, I continue to speculate, and that's all it is—a speculation—that uh, uh, if they are able to get this in today, that you'll see Ole Miss and UCF play a doubleheader tomorrow because Sunday. Uh, really, all over the state of Mississippi looks just atrocious in, in terms of the forecast and all that is expected to be coming. But who knows? We'll we'll see as uh, as that plays out. 
We remind you that uh, Dane Bradshaw coming up in about 20 minutes. He and Michael Borky are going to talk some college basketball. Ben Ingram from the Atlanta Braves Radio Network will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Talk some Braves baseball as spring training has begun with the Braves down in Orlando. we got more coming up with you. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming online at supertalk.fm and at supertalktv.com. We'll be right back. No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm and on your smart device with the Super Talk app. You're proud to call Mississippi home, and we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. This is House Call for Health. You might think of cosmetic surgeries when you hear the term elective, but there are many hospitals that are now interpreting a variety of procedures as non-emergency surgeries that can be rescheduled or postponed without harm. Jody Oliver was diagnosed with the movement disorder dystonia four years ago. She's lost certain basic motor skills, and due to the spike in COVID cases, her brain surgery got pushed back not once, but twice. She says the surgery isn't life or death, but it is essential, like brushing her teeth or hair or cutting her food doing things for myself this is like the best part of me during the day and after this i'll be i'll be pretty done for the day so you know another thing is i'd like to get better so that i can have the ability to work again and contribute to society and not be on disability and that is getting pushed out longer and longer for more health news go to foxnewshealth.com house call for health i'm lisa brady fox news Did you hear about this? Super Talk Mississippi is your home for the JT Show. Do what now? Super Talk is where you hear JT, a man of many convictions. Fortunately, most of them are misdemeanors. That's not prison lingo, is it? Make sure you listen to the JT Show every day from 10 to 1 for a unique take on what's happening in your state. That's why you listen to this program, my friend. And your chance to join the conversation. No, what do you think? The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. Fox on Tech. Walking through the front doors of Pleasantdale Middle School looks different these days. Every student, teacher, and staff member arriving in the morning walks past a thermal camera. It takes each person's temperature and sounds an alarm if they have a fever. Principal Griffin Sontag says it's one layer of protection that's allowed them to do in-person classes since last fall. It's fast, it allow, it's accurate, it allows our students and staff to come directly into the building without even slowing down. This technology, made by Dubach Electrical Group, is being used at schools and manufacturing plants across the country, anywhere that needs to take temperatures of a large group of people quickly. It's really just a camera, and the students just walk in like they normally would, six feet apart. Sontag says the camera has caught fevers. The district of about a 1,000 students has had only 38 COVID cases since it returned to half days in August, and it plans to get back to full days soon. With Fox on Tech in Burr Ridge, Illinois, Grady Trimble, Fox News. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888 or 601-933-7200. Online 
Ron reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hogan and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Here's go back. And now back to, back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi, Michael Borky, and Michael Borky with you on this Friday afternoon. It's great to be with you. If you're still hanging on with us in spite of baseball, I say us, hanging on with me, I'm glad you're with me. I really am. Very thankful for all of you that listen to the show, especially via our digital platforms. It's crazy. We do a radio show, but it's not just on radio anymore. I'm literally on TV right now. If you get C Spire TV, you could watch this. And see my new haircut. Yeah, I got a new haircut. I, I needed to look more like an adult. You know, I, I was still rocking the same hair that I did when I was 16, so I needed a change. You can watch this. Just get C Spire TV. The channel lineup, guys, is impressive, and it's a great price, and you can combine that with fiber because they're putting fiber everywhere now. It's pretty cool. So we're on 12 stations statewide, which, of course, is uh, our bread and butter. It is a radio show, but we are also on TV and through an app and in podcast form and through video streaming, all that stuff. So if, you, uh, are, if you're if you still hanging on on one of those platforms, good to see you. Glad you're with me. These next two hours are going to be fun. I've got a lot of thoughts, especially I have decided what I'm willing to give up to get Russell Wilson. I've decided. Made that call last night. I did it again on the live stream this morning. I am prepared to make an offer to Seattle that they're not going to refuse. That's coming up a little bit later. Of course, I will constantly update you on the baseball games going on. Ole Miss and UCF. You have Southern Miss hosting UConn, which is a sneaky good series, by the way. Don't let UConn fool you. Uh, They play good baseball there. So good series coming up in Hattiesburg and Mississippi State and Tulane. I'll keep you updated on all of those. Um, your text, and there's a bunch of them right now, 601-879-4395 is the text line if you want to be a part of the conversation. I'd love to have you there. Um, if you want to call, 888 calls uh, are tough when I'm in here completely uh, alone, when there's nobody else. Uh, so call during a break. If you want to call and you hear commercials, I can answer when you're calling me during commercials. But while the show's going on, it's not going to happen. Uh, Just spirit of full disclosure there. We're still going to get to our guests. Uh, We've got Dane Bradshaw coming up, going to talk hoops this weekend specifically. Uh, One, I've got actually a question about Mississippi State. I know most of the fans have turned the page over to baseball for Mississippi State, and and I hear you. I get it. 
But what are they playing for right now? What can you be playing for at this point in the season? They have won a couple games in a row, but probably not going to make the NIT. So so what's in it for Mississippi State right now? That's an interesting question I'm excited to hear from him. And, of course, Ole Miss playing in an absolutely, I mean, without a doubt, 150%. You have to win this game if you are Ole Miss. You have to, have to, have to. There's no, well, if they lose, they can do this. No, no, no. They have to win this game. So we'll talk about that. Uh, how many bids the SEC is going to get, that kind of stuff from Dane Bradshaw. We'll also talk Braves with Ben Ingram coming up at 520. And again, your text. So we'll get to some of those actually right now. Bradley and Marietta loves the idea that uh, you get from Clemson and South Carolina in baseball. So you guys know the state of South Carolina is kind of similar to the state of Mississippi. Uh, there's no professional teams in the state, although Charlotte's nearby, and so is Atlanta. Very similar to us with Memphis and New Orleans. Uh, and two major college athletic programs in the state that really battled out for each other. In case you missed it, they, they play a series. And one game is in Columbia the same weekend. One game is in Columbia, one game's in Clemson, and one game is at a neutral site in Greenville, actually where I grew up. And uh, the fans really, really uh, love that event. I think it's awesome, and I think we could do it here. I know why they don't, but I would love it. And Bradley, I agree with you. I, I just, I, I wish we could do it. I know we're not going to get rid of SEC weekends because we're different here, and, and you guys go to baseball games, and it has a local impact, and I know they don't want to get rid of that. But how cool would it be to spend Friday night in Starkville, Saturday night in Oxford, and Sunday afternoon in Jackson rotating with Biloxi every year? How much fun would that be? Think of how cool the crowd is for the Governor's Cup on a Tuesday night where you've got half the stadium wearing maroon and half the stadium wearing red and blue, and then you alternate that between Jackson and Biloxi when there's real stakes on the game besides just you know bragging rights and a, a goofy trophy. That would be so much fun. So much fun. And, and I wish we could do it. I know why we don't, but Bradley, I agree with you, man. Uh, that would be such a cool environment. It really would. We also uh, got a text uh, forwarding us an email that the Chancellor of Ole Miss sent. Uh, and this was shortly after Southern Miss sent a very similar email. And the anticipation is Mississippi State will make a release here very soon going to return to normal at least that's the plan this fall how does that relate to sports i'll talk about that today as well michael borky riding solo for the next two hours great stuff with dane bradshaw though he's really good um, glad we have him today so me and dane will be with you next at a sports talk mississippi don't go anywhere The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. 
News. I'm Roger Stern. The State Department responded quickly after a U.S. intelligence report connected Saudi Arabia's crown prince to the assassination of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi two years ago. A Khashoggi ban is in place for 76 Saudi individuals. Visa restrictions on those believed directly engaged in serious extraterritorial counter-dissident activities. Fox's Jared Halpern. So-called cancel culture is a big theme on day one of the CPAC meeting in Florida. Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn. Big tech, big media, and the Democrats are never going to stop trying to silence us. Social media companies say they ban subscribers for spreading false information, not for political opinions. America is listening to Fox News. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. We're talking to Dale Barra. Take me back to growing up and what it was like in the household with a dad like Yogi Berra. You know, we grew up with his funny sayings. You know, I remember dad managing the mess, and me, Larry, and Timmy are watching the game on TV, and all of a sudden... Two streakers run out of the stands on TV and the camera flips away from them. So when he gets home, me, Larry, and Timmy say, hey, Dad, those streakers, what were they, boys or girls? We need to know. And Dad looked us right in the eye and said, I couldn't tell. They had bags over their heads. (laughs) In a Mississippi minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A former housing director from Tunica has been arrested for allegedly embezzling over $750,000. State Auditor Shad White says these programs can be susceptible to corruption. We have repeatedly seen situations where the government decides that a nonprofit or a non-government entity is well situated to run a government program or to draw down large amounts of government funds and then spend those funds. Sometimes it works, but if the government does not also engage in very, very serious oversight of these nonprofits, the nonprofits and the folks running them can end up embezzling this money. And after reportedly living with the body of his dead roommate, a Louisiana man is behind bars. The body was discovered after a fire at Ronald Griffith's trailer, and authorities say they believe the deceased to be a transient woman from Mississippi. Griffith has been charged with unlawful disposal of remains. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. 
Plenty of Mississippians got through the winter storms by cranking up the heat. So how will that affect your bill? Yes, your bill probably will go up, but nothing like what we're seeing in Texas, where some residents got $20,000 power bills. The Public Service Commission is trying to find ways to spread the increased costs over time to help soften the blow. If you do need help, there are several programs offered. You can log on to psc.ms.gov for more information. And a bill making its way through the legislature would create a diversion sending some tax revenue from sporting goods to state parks. Representative Scott Bounds authored the bill. It's the most transformational piece of legislation I think I can recall for conservation efforts in the House that we've ever seen. The bill passed the House 117-2 and was sent to the Senate. For the latest from the Mississippi Legislature and all of your Mississippi news, find us online at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Bull. When you listen to other wireless carriers, bull is all you hear. They talk about great deals, but it's never the price for one or two lines. One line with AT&T is 60 bucks. At Verizon, it's 90 Enough bull. Get the new C Spire Real Deal plan. 10 gigs, 45 bucks per line with auto pay. 45 bucks, no bull. C Spire. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. Head to cspire.com for details. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi. at supertalk.fm. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here, Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, hour number two. Michael Borky with you, riding solo today. And joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line right now, check out favorites.com and go at the home team. You see him on the SEC network, and he's on your radio right now, Mr. Dane Bradshaw. Uh, thanks for your time on this Friday afternoon. You know, going into the season, just a real quick overarching thought from you. Going into the season, we on this show often, Dane, said that basketball season is going to be a disaster with protocols and stuff like that. It hasn't been without its hiccups. But I feel like they've done a really good job as we sit here, not to count chickens before they hatch, but on February 26th, feels like everybody involved has done a pretty good job, right? Uh, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know... It was impossible to predict where the interruptions would be and for how long. And there's been a few teams where uh, it's just been a, a perfect storm. Uh, uh, whether it's COVID, somebody like Texas A&M, I think they've had eight straight games postponed. And sometimes that's happened to teams like Tennessee. I think they had their first six games uh, of the season rescheduled. But um, their benefit is they got that out of the way early, and then been able to they've pretty smooth sailing since then. So. Yeah, I mean, a ton of people working extremely hard uh, to, to get this done and to have a season. 
And even though it's been minimal crowds and the environment hadn't been the same, it, it is certainly better than no basketball at all. On that note, uh, there's some people, on, on the professional level anyway, uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, I'm sure you have, uh, you have record high shooting percentages in the NBA. Multi, I mean, what is it, over 10 teams now shooting almost 40% from three, which is unprecedented in that league. And there are people that are theorizing that the lack of crowd is making these guys a little bit more comfortable and they're scoring easier. Uh, what about that impact on college basketball? I mean, we've talked about it's a shame that we're not getting the same atmospheres because college basketball is unique in that you've got 3,000 students sitting courtside to change games. But without the crowds, what kind of impact have you seen in college basketball? Is there something that you've noticed uh, that's different with the quality of play anyway? I think one of the things when, when we talk to coaches and, and pre-game Zoom calls, and this has been sort of a theme or theory that's been shared with many coaches. I can't prove it statistically. Um, but there, there's a sense that there's uh, there's been a lot more blowouts this year, uh, just really lopsided victories. And I think some of that can be traced back to the crowd's not there either to give you that, that extra boost of energy. Even if it's on the road, you're trying to shut up the crowd or that energy is, is still there and it's, it's you against the world a type mentality that helps you rally as opposed to, um, the, you know, when things get tough, it's just been so much more tempting to chalk it up and say, tonight's not our night. Let's just go on to the next game. Sort of like an NBA mentality, like, oh, well, we've got a bunch of games. I'm just glad we made it here. Let's go on to the next one. And there's just been uh, uh, a lot of those scenarios where uh, when, when the team goes on a run, um, more times than not, it just seems that like that run has, has gone from a 10-point lead to a 20-point lead with, with the number of blowouts that were happening. And it's just, uh, you know, it's a season where you have to bring your own energy. And one thing that I've uh, a little surprised by it. On one hand, you miss the energy from the crowd. On the other hand, I thought we might see just some really elite defensive play because as a coach, you, know, you no longer have an excuse. Your team no longer has an excuse to not talk on defense. Like you know, the communication should be the best it's ever been on the road. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I think one thing that's happened, uh, this used to happen when I played for Coach Pearl at Tennessee, and I've seen it happen on some of his Auburn teams, because you, you have those open lines of communication, one thing that can happen is you play better defense when you are next to your own bench because you hear the coaches, the assistants, they're helping you call out the action and you can hear them so clearly on the road. Whereas when you go away from your bench, or, or the, no matter where the game is, whereas when you go away from the bench and all of a sudden you've learned to sort of depend on that extra voice that you could hear so clearly with no crowd, your defense tends to get a little bit worse um, when it's just when it's just the five guys on the court talking as you can't hear your your bench. Visiting with Dane Bradshaw, former Tennessee Vol basketball player, and now on your TV at the SEC Network. Speaking of road games, uh, one of the teams here, Ole Miss, has a it's a sneaky tough game in Nashville, right? I know they're dealing with some injuries now, but. Uh, I said yesterday, don't let Vanderbilt's record fool you. Yes, they've lost a bunch of games, but they're kind of... Are they playing scrappy basketball lately? It's, it's a must-win game for Ole Miss, no doubt about it, if they want to keep working themselves back towards actually being on the bubble instead of on the outside looking in. 
But I think Vanderbilt's not just... You're not going to walk into Nashville and just beat Vanderbilt easily if you're Ole Miss, right? Not at all. They've lost, I think, I don't know, maybe six of their past six losses prior to the 12-point loss to Tennessee. I think they lost, uh, you know, they're all six points or less. I mean, going down the wire. Um, and when I talked to Coach Stackhouse today, because we have, we have their call tomorrow, he said, look, we, we've got kind of the most inspired 2-11 and team in conference play that you could ask for. He said, I, I like my team. They haven't quit. They're encouraged. Um, I wish we could be rewarded with more wins, but not the case. Um, for Ole Miss fans that haven't been keeping up with Vanderbilt, but one thing that will probably help you is Dylan DeSue is one of their stars, and he was out last game, and he had to have meniscus surgery today. So that makes life a little bit easier on Ole Miss. And then Scotty Pippen Jr., who's been one of the best guards in the SEC, he was out last game, and unknown if he'll play tomorrow, but even if he did, it would be less than 100%. So um, they're, they're still scrappy, but their margin of error for errors is so low. And without those two guys, I think they can still be competitive. But I'd be really surprised if uh, if they're able to pull off the win against Ole Miss. However, I'll say this. You guys know Ole Miss's offense can come and go. If you want to try to win the game in the 50s and 60s, it might be tough because Vanderbilt, they can really hoist up a ton of threes and they have not had a problem scoring the ball, although it will be a lot harder without those two key players. A few minutes left with Dane Bradshaw here. So what is the problem? We've uh, Obviously, we've talked about it a lot this year. That I mean, Ole Miss, they, they play hard. Uh, they, they really give effort on a nightly basis for their coach, but man, sometimes it just looks like they struggle to score the basketball. Why is that? What is contributing to Ole Miss's struggles offensively in your mind? Um, well, I think the first thing you look at is how poor the three-point shooting is, and that just that just hurts your spacing so much on offense when the other team doesn't really have multiple guys and threats they have to worry about on the perimeter. They can help so much better on the drive when you don't have to worry about them, you know, Ole Miss kicking it out to the corner or whatever it might be. Um, you know, they, they don't have a consistent pick-and-pop guy, you know, that, that most teams do, whether it's at the four spot or five spot. And, and so, look, when you don't have a lot of shooters, it, it just it, it hurts your spacing on offense and makes makes it a lot easier for the opponents to, to, to take things away. And so um, I, I think that's probably the, the biggest key to it. Uh, but in, in their defense, I think they also know their strengths and weaknesses, and they try to play to their strengths, and they don't try to prove that they can all be great three-point shooters or anything like that. And, you know, it's they're, they're – the best way for them to win is to typically have some longer possessions, control the pace of play, and make it ugly. And is that exactly the style that Coach Kermit Davis wanted to have when he took the job at Ole Miss? Probably not. But they're playing the hand they're dealt with the roster they got. And, and they've, I think he's done a tremendous job of keeping them competitive. And you guys have probably heard him say it too. And when I had them earlier in the year, even when they were struggling more, he said, look, I still like my team. I like the way they practice. I like the way they compete. They're accountable. And I've not always heard that from Coach Kermit Davis. He'll pretty much tell you when he's really concerned about the, the makeup of his team and the demeanor. And that was never the case this year. So he, he's he's liked them even in the losses. Um, and so it, it, it's nice to see them turning around and getting some Ws. Got about a minute left here. Uh, just something we opined over yesterday – how many bids do you think the SEC will get? 
I'd love to say get greedy and say seven, but I think it stays at six. Um, Vanderbilt, uh, or excuse me, Ole Miss is uh, on the bubble right now. They've got Vanderbilt, Kentucky. It's it's not the end of the world if they lose one of those. I know most people will will, will think so, but bubble teams are on the bubble for a reason because they're inconsistent. So even if you went one and one, that doesn't ruin it for you. But I just I don't know that Ole Miss can uh, pull off enough quality wins. Uh, down the stretch to, to get themselves in the tournament. And, and I just, as as much as Kentucky has improved, um, I don't think they're good enough. And I think the rest of the league is, is pretty darn good, too, uh, that they're not going to allow Kentucky to win three or four straight in the SEC tournament to, to get the automatic bid. And I certainly hope I'm wrong. I think out of those scenarios, I would probably pick Ole Miss having a better chance to get the at-large bid than Kentucky winning the SEC tournament. Fair enough. That's Dane Bradshaw. Dane, thank you so much for your time on a Friday. Uh, Have a good call. We'll be watching tomorrow, and hopefully we can talk again soon. All right. Tell Richard I won't forget the day he stood me up on a radio interview. (laughs) Hey, he stood me up, too. I I, I understand. (laughs) Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, man. Sports Talk Mississippi. Mississippi State has a one to nothing lead over Tulane. Tanner Allen with an RBI in the first. Ole Miss batting in the bottom of the first themselves. No score against UCF. We'll be right back at Sports Talk Mississippi. Say I'd be there waiting for Mississippi News doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. Stockpiling has become something of a national pastime during the coronavirus pandemic, but that behavior could cost you financially. Many Americans are overspending and tumbling into debt, according to LendingTree. And now consumers say they're spending double the amount they did during the pandemic spring wave. Financial experts advise shoppers to take a few steps to avoid overspending or getting into a financial hole. And you can start by making a budget. And the end of the year is the best time to start the process if you haven't already begun. And before you go out shopping for items, make sure you prepare a list as you head to the store. Don't get caught up buying items because they're scarce or other people are grabbing them off the shelves. Check what you already have on hand and stick to your list. Financial experts note that building or rebuilding your emergency fund shouldn't be sacrificed for the sake of stockpiling. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Did you hear about this? Super Talk Mississippi is your home for the JT show. Do what now? Super Talk is where you hear JT, a man of many convictions. Fortunately, most of them are misdemeanors. That's not prison lingo, is it? Make sure you listen to the JT show every day from 10 to 1 for a unique take on what's happening in your state. That's why you listen to this program, my friend. And your chance to join the conversation. No, what do you think? The JT show on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. Take a pause. Dr. Susan Ryan's an emergency room doctor at Rose Medical in Denver. She told Fox TV affiliate KDVR she was working with a service dog in training named Wynn as the pandemic was starting to strike. In the beginning, it was really overwhelming. There, there was a palpable sense of fear 
We didn't know what we were going to see. When the yellow lab would come into the hospital with the doctor, staying calm, giving support, and love. She was part of our team. She she saw through. People would just pet her and break out to a smile when it was just the hardest day. But now, Wynn is moving on. She's heading to a new home to take the next step in her service dog training. In the future, she may be helping a veteran with PTSD or maybe a child with special needs. One thing is for sure, Wynn came through for Dr. Ryan. She taught me how to, to stay present in the worst year of our lives. That's a pretty big lesson. Take a pause. Till NATO Fox News. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. <laughs> On Super Talk Mississippi. going to let that run for a little while. Hope that's okay with all of you. I had this thought last night, by the way. Not Blue Oyster, Oyster Cult, but kind of similar sounds. Just random music thought. Then we'll get back to sports, I promise. When, if you guys have ever seen the movie Big Daddy, there's a line in the movie where Adam Sandler teaches a young boy that Styx is the greatest American rock band and they only get a bad rap because most Critics are cynical, three-letter word, you know, the rest. And I actually agree with that statement. Anytime people talk about the greatest bands in rock music history, I know their sounds a little bit different. Like, it's not the same sound as a Motley Crue or a Van Halen, but Styx does not get enough credit for having a catalog of absolute great music. We don't rank sticks high enough. Anyway, that's a thought that I had driving home from uh, the studio last night. Speaking of driving home, if you're in North Mississippi, uh, you're getting rained on. I mean, the rain is falling in Oxford. They're playing right through it. Apparently, uh, they expect it to die down here in a little while, so they're they're playing through it until uh, uh, this gets out of the way. But right now, 0-0, top two for Ole Miss. Uh, one to nothing, Mississippi State leading over Tulane at the moment. Rain is falling. The behind-the-pitcher camera angle in Oxford looks uh, like it's miserable, and Doug Nikhazy just hit a batter. Um, when they cut to the other camera angle, it looks okay, but rain is definitely falling right now at the stadium in Oxford. This was texted to us earlier, and uh, I hope... Uh, You didn't attach a name. I I hope you're still listening because uh, you asked for uh, our thoughts on this. And he said, here's part of an email that Ole Miss students received today. They actually released this to the public as well for whatever it's worth. And here's the only paragraph of this email that the chancellor sent that matters. It says, quote, as we look ahead, priority registration for fall 2021 begins on April 12th. As we will offer... The fall 2021 semester as a full in-person campus experience. That's Glenn Boyce, the chancellor at Ole Miss. Southern Miss released something uh, similar very recently, and as I understand it, Mississippi State will also 
be uh, making a similar announcement soon as well. Feels like everybody's on the same page here. And I don't want to jinx it, but when you look at the case numbers and stuff like that and pair that with the vaccine numbers, I mean, millions of people have already been vaccinated and millions, millions more, tens of millions more will be vaccinated by the time August rolls around. And because all of you are sports-minded people, myself included, your question is, what do y'all think this news will do for attendance at football games, if anything? It's a really good question. Uh, the answer is, quite frankly, I don't know. But here's uh, one. Here's a guess on my part. And here's what I have heard. So the guess on my part, based on the number of people that will be vaccinated, and if the case numbers, knock on wood, find some wood. You hear that? I'm knocking. Knock on wood. If the case numbers keep going in the trajectory that they're going, if the vaccines continue to work and are taken by millions of people by August, there will be no reason not to fill the stadiums to 100% capacity. That is my guess. I, I believe that if these trends hold up, you will have full stadiums this fall. Now, what I've heard, and take it for whatever it's worth, I have heard that the schools currently are planning to have a limited capacity. But here's why they're doing that. Uh, mostly because, as I was told, it is easier to go from 50% capacity, for example, and expand that to 100% than the alternative. So as I understand it right now, they're planning on having a half-full stadium this fall. Apparently, it's easier for them to adjust from 50 to 100 with budget and personnel and all that stuff than it is to go from 100 to 50. That's just what I'm told. My anticipation is that because campus will be open and operational, and if everything keeps going smoothly like it is, we should be back to relative normalcy this fall. You know, maybe they're still asking you in places to wear masks. I, I don't think, I mean, I read something a couple days ago that basically this person, at least, uh, it was a uh, an infectious disease doctor that said COVID might be something that's always here, not in the way it is right now. But he said, basically, right now we kind of live with the flu, right? You get your flu shot if it's available, it's a thing, and at times, sadly, it's quite deadly. I mean, by the thousands, tens of thousands every year. But it's a very prevalent thing. You know, if you feel flu symptoms, you go to Walgreens or CVS or your local drugstore, and you get some Tamiflu or whatever it is, and you battle through it, and you sweat for a couple days, and you just kind of live with it. The flu is just something we live with. It's always here. He said the same kind of thing we'll have to deal with coronavirus, that it's not going to, going to be eliminated. It'll always be here, but if we continue to learn more about it and the vaccines work and we'll evolve those every year like the flu shot, it will be something that we look at just like the flu. It's there, but it's not shutting everything down, for whatever that's worth. So will the opening of schools this fall impact football attendance? I believe so. If the numbers keep going down the way they're going down, I think you're going to have full stadiums this fall. And my gosh, do we need it. The um, the local communities need it. 
badly. And we've stressed this far too often. So I am not going to, uh, you know, spend any more time on it this afternoon because you guys know this already. Uh, I hope that once this thing is kind of behind us, that, you know, we can do something. I've been thinking of ideas uh, for us on this show that we can help promote small businesses, especially in our college towns that really hurt the most. That's something that I've been thinking about and working on. And hopefully that we can make that work. Because they need it. They need this badly. Oxford, Starkville, Hattiesburg, your college towns in Mississippi, they need students to be here. It helps them survive. So this email coming out from Chancellor Boyce, Southern Miss doing the same thing, Mississippi State doing the same thing soon, is really encouraging. Because my first thought, like I said, was about football. But thought number two, Really thankful for a lot of people that since I've lived in Mississippi, I went to college in Mississippi, obviously, and since I've lived here, I've had interactions with, I mean, a lot of a lot of you guys listen to this show. I mean, we have small business owners in our college towns that are partners with this show in some capacity and listen to this show. And we hear from these people, especially when all the shutdown started. We really heard from you guys. And I'm really happy for you genuinely, truly, deep down happy that this is something that they're preparing for. Because um, it's it's heartbreaking to, to hear what they've, what they've been through. And so that was really encouraging. Jason on the text line says, All I know is that Dr. Fauci has said we will be approaching uh, normality by fall if nothing else happens. It's encouraging. The whole thing's encouraging. Uh, I've had friends that have already gotten the vaccine, and while a couple of them had some adverse react, I mean, you know, sometimes vaccines will uh, make you feel a little crummy for a couple days, but uh, the returns are good. I will be getting mine uh, when I'm not going to jump the line. Like some people on this show, <coughs> um, I'm going to wait my turn, but when it is my turn, I- I'm I'm going to go take it. And I'm really excited for a lot of you. Uh, that are going to be positively impacted by relative normalcy because we need it. And oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys knew this, but football around here is really freaking exciting right now. I mean, we talked about the collective hype of baseball going into this season. We've had higher anticipated football seasons, probably. But when you look at the three Division One schools in this state, I know Southern Miss fans are giddy about Will Hall, and if you're not, you should be. Obviously, Lane Kiffin is just a... He, he brings an aura of, of his own. And Mike Leach at Mississippi State ended the year on a strong note, and all of your offensive weapons return for their sophomore seasons. I'm just hoping we get the atmospheres to match what will be... I mean, just... So much excitement and hype and energy and, and everybody just the explosion that we'll get of energy around here, I can't wait for. So hopefully we get it. But I was really, really, really encouraged today uh, by that letter. And I'm excited to read Dr. Keenum's letter that he's going to release hopefully soon. And I'm excited to see some of these restrictions lifted as case numbers keep going down all we can hope for. I'm glad you're with me as well. 601-879-4395 is the text line. You want to be a part of the conversation, I'll give you a baseball score update next. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. 
When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hardworking men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. We are with the fabulous Norbert Putnam as he played on so many hit records, you can't count them, and produced for some of the biggest acts ever. Uh, Norbert, Elvis. And I want to tell you about Presley. He had two different voices. He would sit and talk to me in a very calm, low voice. And we were at Stacks one night, and we were having lunch. We always had lunch at midnight because he was nocturnal. We sat there, and we have our sandwiches, and at 1 o'clock, he looked up. He said, hey, Pot, come on, it's time for me to go beat off. And he stood up in a much deeper voice. He put on his macho voice. Hey, fellas, uh, it's 1 o'clock. <laughs> Let's get cracking, okay? In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, Amazon Alexa, and now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. We are with the fabulous Norbert Putnam as he played on so many hit records, you can't count them, and produced for some of the biggest acts ever. We got to talk Jimmy Buffett. One day at breakfast, he says, uh, I started a new song. So it's about a night and a day in Key West. I played a bar and I got drunk and coming home, I stepped out of my flip-flop and I just kept going. I stepped on a beer can. (laughs) Next morning, I'm up and I'm hungover and I'm trying to make a margarita. I got some shrimp boiling. I can't find the salt. I said, Jimmy, I kind of like this. And he said, yeah, I think I'll call it Margaritaville. In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here. On your local Super Talk Mississippi station, and now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A former housing director from Tunica has been arrested for allegedly embezzling over $750,000. State Auditor Shad White says these programs can be susceptible to corruption. We have repeatedly seen situations where the government decides that a nonprofit or a non-government entity is well-situated to run a government program or to draw down large amounts of government funds and then spend those funds. Sometimes it works, but if the government does not also engage in very, very serious oversight of these nonprofits, the nonprofits and the folks running them can end up embezzling this money. And after reportedly living with the body of his dead roommate, a Louisiana man is behind bars. The body was discovered after a fire at Ronald Griffith's trailer, and authorities say they believe the deceased to be a transient woman from Mississippi. Griffith has been charged with unlawful disposal of remains. 
As a farmer, I I grow U.S. farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly, and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as that. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Wake up with Gallo. Go to bed with Bongino. It's kind of like the radio version of a panino. Yeah, that's right, a panino, a radio panino with all sorts of good and gooey Mississippi ingredients right in the middle. Deliciously addictive. Paul Gallo, mornings at 6, and Dan Bongino, late nights at 11. The perfect way to start and end your day on Super Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. for working with you on this Friday afternoon at Sports Talk Mississippi. Yeah, it's just me. I'm okay with that, actually. I'd prefer this. This would be better and more enjoyable for me. Maybe not you, but definitely for me. I'm glad you're with me, wherever you are and however you are. I'm thankful that you are with me. Hey, I do something in the mornings now, by the way. Uh, it's a live stream. It's a morning live stream. We, I, I do it at 8 a.m., Monday through Friday, we call it Mike in the Morning. Not in love with that name, but I'll take it. Uh, It's on Sports Talk's Twitter, Facebook, and I just put it on YouTube. So follow me on YouTube. Just search my name and subscribe. I just launched the page today. Uh, So subscribe to my YouTube channel. But we're live every morning, and I put it in podcast form as well. So search Mike in the Morning, and you can find it there. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And a lot of you watch and listen, so thankful for that. Uh, Christian McLeod threw a breaking pitch to strike out a two-lane batter in the top of the second. And it is one of the nastiest curveballs you could I mean, ever see. Pulled a string doesn't even describe this well enough. Just brutal. I mean, I, the two-lane hitter just kind of looks like you know, when somebody's just better than you, and you just kind of tip your cap, you're like, I mean, what what could I have done there? That's how he looked. Like, he didn't even look mad. He was just like, well, nobody's hitting that. Mississippi State, by the way, has a one nothing lead. That was really impressive. Uh, in Oxford, top three, no score between Ole Miss and UCF. Doug Nikhazy's only given up one hit in those three innings. Ole Miss yet to record a hit. In this game, rain is falling a little bit, but they uh, press on nonetheless. All right, I've decided, by the way, 
We talked about it yesterday. It's the biggest story in sports right now, at least nationally. I know you guys are focused in on baseball around here, as you should be, by the way. I don't hate that. Beyond baseball, the biggest story in sports right now is Russell Wilson's trade request. We talked about it some yesterday. And people are still spinning it as, no, he didn't request a trade. Yes, he did. And just because you think he's going to stay in Seattle, I kind of believe that that's going to be the most likely result. He handed a list of teams to the Seahawks and said, I want to play here. That's a trade request. The spin is ridiculous. It's a trade request. He wants out. He sees a better situation for himself in New Orleans. He, he Anybody would kill to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. I don't understand why Chicago's there, but even Vegas makes sense. He and Gruden have a great rapport, and he knows. Whether or not you agree that he should have a seat at this table, he knows that in those places he will have one. And just like yesterday, I'm not saying that he should or shouldn't have it. I I think when everybody's talking about that today, it's, well, he's being a baby. I mean, maybe he is. But the the point is not that he should Russell Wilson or should he not have a seat at that table. The point is he thinks he should. And therefore, he wants to go somewhere where he will have one. There are places in the NFL that will give him that, New Orleans being a big one. That's what I want as a Saints guy. I know a lot of you and our listening audience are Saints people. We're going to do more Saints moving forward, by the way, and Cowboys. I I have had so many listeners over the years ask about Saints and Cowboys and stuff like that. We're going to do more of that this year, I promise you. 2021 is going to be the year of Dak. If he stays in Dallas, maybe he'll end up in New Orleans. I'd love that. But we have a huge Saints base in this state because of proximity. We have a huge Cowboys contingency in this state, in part because it's America's team. We're not that far from Dallas anyway. And then Dak Prescott being there has really brought a lot of people into it. We're going to do more of that this year. You guys love those teams. I see it. I go out and watch Saints games with friends, and there are Saints fans and Cowboys fans at bars all over the Jackson metro area. I imagine it's a lot stronger south of I-20, down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And we love our people on the coast. We're going to do that more. I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of days, and I'm really excited to talk about this story with you guys. I'm always excited to talk to you, but this especially really stands out to me. I have finally decided what I'm going to offer to the Seahawks. Here's an offer that they're not going to refuse. And I think it's worth it. In fact, I would go even stronger than this if they countered. But here's my offer. Here's my take it or leave it. Seattle, they're going to take this offer. I think this makes sense for everyone. And I think it makes the Saints better. Here's what you do. You offer two first-round draft picks this year and next year. You offer at least two mid to late round picks, and you can stagger the years. Maybe a third this year and a fourth next year. So four total draft picks. You offer Marcus Davenport, a guy with a lot of potential, can't really stay healthy. You don't want to pay him what he'd probably command. You offer Marcus Davenport, you're fine on the defensive line without him. You are. 
You offer Marshawn Lattimore. It pains me to say that because he's a great player, but what he's going to command, his contract is expiring, which is why you're okay giving him up. I don't know if the Saints want to pay him what he's going to command. They still are going to have to deal with the salary cap. They're going to get under it. That's not even a talking point I'm going to entertain, by the way. More on that in a second. So, two first-round picks. Two mid-to-late-round picks staggered on year. Marcus Davenport, Marshawn Lattimore. And if they want Michael Thomas, you give them Michael Thomas. Four picks, two defensive players, Michael Thomas if they want him. Boom. They cannot say no to that. They can't say no to that. That's my offer to Seattle. They're not saying no. I think, and by the way, I think there are only two untradeable team, or untradeable players on that entire roster. One on offense, one on defense. I think the untradeable guy on offense is Alvin Kamara. The best true running back, like actual running back in the NFL is Derrick Henry. I think the most diverse in skill set running back in the NFL is Alvin Kamara. He can run between the tackles. His vision and balance is unmatched. He can run on the outsides, obviously, because he is shifty and his top-end speed is elite. And also, you can line him up at wide receiver, and he's effective catching the football as well. I think Alvin Kamara is... There is nobody better. There may be guys on his level, but there's nobody better in the NFL at diversity of skill set. And then on the other side of the ball, I, I don't think that you can trade... Brandon, Mississippi's own Demario Davis. I think that is a locker room guy that is now the team's most vocal leader, that Drew Brees is gone, and he's a heck of a player on top of all of that. He's a culture setter. He's a glue guy. He's a heck of a player, even though apparently nobody watches games anymore because he can't make a Pro Bowl, even though he's better than guys that make the Pro Bowl. I think he's untradeable. I love Cam Jordan. I, I think he's a locker room glue guy as well. But I, I think that you could, if you really wanted to, put him on the block. But I don't know if Seattle's saying no to that. They shouldn't. I think New Orleans should do whatever it takes to get Russell Wilson, honestly. Because no matter what you have to give up, even if you have to give up Michael Thomas, even if you have to give up Cam Jordan, who I really like and, and seems like just an awesome dude and, and a good locker room guy, even if you have to give up Marshawn Lattimore, who's on an expiring contract, but he is a an island cover corner. The addition of Russell Wilson makes New Orleans a top four at worst Super Bowl contending team next year. I mean, shoot, they hosted a playoff game. I love Drew Brees and respect him as much as any other athlete you could imagine. They hosted a playoff game in spite of him. I couldn't throw. Now add what you saw from that team the last couple of years and add possibly the most accurate deep ball passer in the history of professional football to that offense changes everything. So if I'm Mickey Loomis, I'm in. And you guys haven't done it, and I appreciate that, because I think you listen to us. The salary cap's not a problem for the Saints. I saw ESPN earlier talking about, well, they can't get Wilson because the salary cap. 
Stop it. Stop. They've already cut $30 million from it anyway. But, I mean, do you not think that they can navigate this? I mean, do you think that they have to keep the roster intact? They're going to make a handful of cuts, by the way. And you can manipulate contracts, move things into signing bonuses. They will get under the cap. They will do whatever it takes to get Russell Wilson. And they'll get rid of some bad contracts in a trade to Seattle to get Russell Wilson. The salary cap is not a factor in this deal with Wilson. It's not. I'm sick of hearing about it because you're just wrong. Anyway, Bradley and Marietta, I see your text. We're going to get to that next. What happens if Dallas enters the fold? Sounds pretty good, right? Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm. And on your smart device with the Super Talk app, you're proud to call Mississippi home. And we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. Talking to Paul Thorne, Mississippi, true treasure, uh, really incredible recording artist, singer, songwriter. has been doing it a long time, doing it the right way. It's almost like a Forrest Gump thing because, uh, you know, I was a boxer, slash, I worked in a furniture factory, slash, I had a gig two nights a week playing my acoustic guitar, in a pizza restaurant slash I was in the National Guard (laughs) and uh, you know all this stuff was going on at the same time slash I had a writing contract with Rick Hall and fame in a Mississippi minute be sure to check out in a Mississippi minute with me Steve Azar right here on Super Talk Mississippi the Super Talk Mississippi app and now available on iTunes Google Play and Stitcher Most people think there are just seven wonders of the modern world. But if you wake up with Super Talk, you know there are eight. The amount of information and entertainment Paul Gallo fits into one three-hour show is simply astounding. Astounding. Amazing it is. News, weather, sports, and interviews with the movers, shakers, and playmakers. Experience the wonder of Gallo. Every morning on Super Talk Mississippi. This is House Call for Health. You might think of cosmetic surgeries when you hear the term elective. But there are many hospitals that are now interpreting a variety of procedures as non-emergency surgeries that can be rescheduled or postponed without harm. Jody Oliver was diagnosed with the movement disorder dystonia four years ago. She's lost certain basic motor skills. And due to the spike in COVID cases, her brain surgery got pushed back not once, but twice. She says the surgery isn't life or death, but it is essential, like brushing her teeth or hair or cutting her food doing things for myself this is like the best part of me during the day and after this i'll be i'll be pretty done for the day so you know another thing is i'd like to get better so that i can have the ability to work again and contribute to society and not be on disability and not is getting pushed out longer and longer for more health news go to foxnewshealth.com 
House Call for Health. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Happy New Year from Keep Mississippi Beautiful. This is the time to plan ahead and set our goals for the future. We want to encourage everyone to start planning for our great American cleanup, the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across the state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year and remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. Tulane jumped all over Mississippi State and currently doing it right now. It was a one to nothing lead, but a two-run home run and an RBI single later. Top three, Tulane has a three-to-one lead over Mississippi State. Just praising McLeod and the old broadcaster's jinx on McLeod. It's a three-to-one there in Starkville, in, uh, in Oxford. There's currently a review that is taking far, far, far too long because college baseball reviews are still a mess. It is not hard to get this right, yet they decide the worst possible method to get this done. There was a... Uh, I think it's Justin Bench trying to steal second with two outs in the bottom of the third. And umpire calls him safe. Ball was there on time. Tag appears to have missed... And so they decide to review it. Umpires get together. They chat for a little while. Decide, yeah, maybe we should review this. So umpire has to walk up the tunnel to get connected with somebody who can see the review. And then they come back out and determine that he was safe. There's an easier process than this, but apparently not. They can do better than this. Especially a league that's giving $50 million to each member institution. I think we can do a little bit better than this. All right, Bradley and Marietta on the text line. And you can be like Bradley, 601-879-4395. Talking about Dak Prescott going home to Louisiana. I know that Dallas is closer to his hometown than New Orleans, but just go with me here. I've heard from a lot of people the last couple of days. We had a couple of people text the show yesterday. And say things like, the Saints have had already have quarterback problems. Why would they saddle themselves to a mediocre quarterback like Dak Prescott? And stuff like that. I mean, my only hypothesis for why you think that is that you are just an Ole Miss fan that just blindly hates the guy. No. I don't think he's as good as Russell Wilson. No, I don't think he's a great 
NFL quarterback. He's not in the category as Rodgers and Wilson and Mahomes and Brady still somehow. He's not in that category. But Dak Prescott today is an upgrade, pretty significant one, over Drew Brees today. And that's really what you're trying to do, right? It's not like Drew Brees has been spectacular the last couple of years and they're still hosting playoff games. Go look at Dak's numbers. Yeah, you know, some people, like Colin Cowherd says, it's the the Dak and Dunk. Or some people say that he only pads stats in garbage time. I don't buy that. But people say that. But if you watch him and how he's played in Dallas, and you think that he couldn't win in New Orleans, you're blinded by shaded glasses. You really are. Would I rather have Russell Wilson? Absolutely, I would. You could probably get past 10 quarterbacks that I'd rather have in the NFL right now. But if you think he's bad, or you think that New Orleans wouldn't be a contender with him at quarterback, you're blinded by bias. That's the only thing that I can come up with. Every single thing that he would have in New Orleans is an upgrade over what he has in Dallas. Every single thing. And all this may for not, may be for not. I mean, Dallas might not enter the fold in Russell Wilson. In fact, I mean, it's possible that nobody gives Seattle an offer that's good enough and he stays right there in Seattle. That's possible. But he put names on a table. And when you put names on a table, it means you want offers and will consider offers. That's That's just the truth. But if that happens to be the consolation prize, if the Saints enter the sweepstakes, but Dallas beats them out, and they get a chance to make a run at Dak, you do that too. He's not Russell Wilson. You don't need Russell Wilson to be a contender, which is all you're trying to do anyway. But if you you watch Dak Prescott play, and and you look at him and what he's able to do, and your thought is bad... You're insane. I hear you. I agree with you if you think he's not on Wilson's level. I think you're exactly right. I think what Richard argued yesterday was insane. That they're the same. No, they're not. I mean, come on. But if you're New Orleans and you can sign him over Jameis, yes, please. If you can watch Dak Prescott play and not think that he would step in New Orleans and they'd be a contender, I think you're insane. Every position and factor is better in New Orleans than it is in Dallas. Weapons, coaching, culture, defense. Everything is better in New Orleans than it is in Dallas. It's a pipe dream. Probably not going to happen. But if you think think he's not good, I'm sorry to say, you don't know what you're watching. See, you don't. Or you're blinded by bias. That's it. College Football Fix coming your way next. Michael Borky riding solo with you this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back.
birthplace of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. News. I'm Roger Stern. House Democrats hope to pass the president's $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill later today. It first has to go through the House Rules Committee, chaired by Jim McGovern. We are here because people are hurting and communities are struggling. The House bill includes a $15 minimum wage, something the Senate bill will not because of a parliamentary ruling yesterday. A justified and inaccurate, that's how the Saudi government describes a U.S. intelligence report which ties the Saudi crown prince to the assassination of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. The State Department banned 76 Saudi citizens. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says it's a sign the U.S. will not tolerate individuals who threaten or assault activists, dissidents, and journalists. Fox's Jared Halpern. America is listening to Fox News. Fox on Tech. Walking through the front doors of Pleasantdale Middle School looks different these days. Every student, teacher, and staff member arriving in the morning walks past a thermal camera. It takes each person's temperature and sounds an alarm if they have a fever. Principal Griffin Sontag says it's one layer of protection that's allowed them to do in-person classes since last fall. It's fast, it allow, it's accurate, it allows our students and staff to come directly into the building without even slowing down. This technology, made by Dubok Electrical Group, is being used at schools and manufacturing plants across the country, anywhere that needs to take temperatures of a large group of people quickly. It's really just a camera, and the students just walk in like they normally would, six feet apart. Sontag says the camera has caught fevers. The district of about 1,000 students has had only 38 COVID cases since it returned to half day in August, and it plans to get back to full days soon. With Fox on Tech in Burr Ridge, Illinois, Grady Trimble, Fox News. I'm Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Department of Health is reporting 731 new cases of COVID-19. The latest report brings the state's total up to just over 293,500. With the confirmation of 25 additional deaths, 6,638 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. Today, Nearly 550,000 doses of the vaccine have been administered in Mississippi. And as of Monday, over 273,000 Mississippians have recovered from COVID-19. And Mississippi has the least amount of public charging stations for electric cars in the country. But that could change. If legislation passed in the House this week is approved, as much as $30 million in tax credits will be given to companies that build these stations over the next three years. There are currently 260. 66 electric charging outlets in Mississippi. Most of them are spaced far apart and only in the largest cities and towns. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. 
So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Mississippi has four major research universities and the Stennis NASA Space Center. Mm -hmm. It could be a thriving hub for innovation and venture capital. But Douglas Carswell with the Mississippi Center for Public Policy believes we need to fix some laws to make that possible. He says that eliminating the income tax is a good start. And he also mentioned occupational licensing. A lot of these occupational licenses are a way of rigging the market, vested interests, and that's got to change. And we're already paying more at the pump than now, AAA and Gas Buddy are warning that prices could be close to $3 a gallon by Memorial Day. The group say several factors are at play, including the winter storm that wreaked havoc on refineries in Texas, skyrocketing crude oil prices, and an expected travel boom due to extensive vaccination efforts. For all of your Mississippi news, be sure to find us online on our brand new website at supertalk.fm. I'm Stephen Gagliano for Supertalk Mississippi News. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi... From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fm, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Number three, Sports Talk Mississippi, Michael Borky and Michael Borky with you. All by myself. It is great to be with you. Wherever you are and however you are, I'm just glad you're here. You want to be a part of the conversation? You can. 601 879 is the text line. 888 is the uh, Farm Bureau phone line. Uh, just... If you're going to call, do it during the break, because I cannot answer when I'm doing this on my own like I am right now. Top four, by the way, in Hattiesburg, UConn has a 3-1 to lead over Southern Miss. Like I told you before, it is a sneaky, uh, difficult matchup for Southern Miss. UConn, generally pretty good at baseball. You wouldn't think so. But that is a pretty good baseball program that they have at UConn. And if you read the, uh, what was it, the New York Times... They are also the college football national champion this past season because they had the courage to not play. Yeah. 
Anyway, welcome in. Glad you're with me. Let's get to it right now. Time right now for the College Football Fixture by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Stop by and test drive one today. And you can find out why it's been the F-150 has been the best-selling truck for more than four decades. The story about Jackson State last weekend and Deion Sanders had nothing really to do with football. Now, they did get a, what was it, 53 to nothing win over Edward Waters, which apparently is a thing, and they play in the NAIA. Not exactly a level playing field between the FCS and the NAIA, and you saw that because of that score outcome. But as you guys know, the story wasn't actually about the football game. It was all about what happened after, where Dion claimed he had his stuff stolen out of his locker in a deliberate attack on him, if you want to call it an attack. And then officials from Jackson State released a statement to the media saying, well, no, it was uh, just stowed away for safekeeping, nothing was stolen, all good. And then Dion goes back on Twitter and says, no, my stuff was stolen, whoever released that is a liar. And my assistant saw it and my stuff was stolen. So you had that news cycle to take away from the actual debut of Deion Sanders. This weekend was supposed to be, you want to call it the real debut because it wasn't actually an NAIA team. Jackson State was supposed to play Mississippi Valley State this weekend, this Saturday. That game, sadly, has been postponed. March 14th is the new date. Here is the quote from the release. The football game scheduled between Mississippi Valley State and Jackson State, slated to be played on Saturday, has been postponed due to a positive COVID-19 test and subsequent quarantining of student-athletes among the MVSU program. March 6th will now be Deion Sanders' debut when they go to Grambling. Technically, Jackson State and everybody in the SWAC is at least 1-0 in conference play because Alcorn State opted out of the season. So we have to wait one more week to get actual... Deion Sanders playing an actual team that can actually possibly beat his. Uh, Got to wait one more week for that when they go to Grambling. But this whole spring football thing reminded me of an idea that I've brought to you before. But especially now that we're actually getting to see it. You know what I mean? It's actually happening. I've told you guys before, I grew up a Furman fan. That's who I liked. I was a Furman Paladin. And I'm not kidding, their phrase, like you've got Hottie Toddy and Hale State and Southern Miss to the top, is F you all the time. I'm not joking. It is on the uh, the back of their helmet. Literally, F you, Furman University, all the time. Yeah, that's a real thing. Anyway, I grew up on FCS football. I love it. It's quality football. But a lot of people over the years have expressed frustration, especially in the SEC, with SEC teams playing FCS opponents. I have spent many times on this show describing to you that those games, we need those games. Easy wins are nice, but these FCS programs, the athletic departments, need these games to happen. It pays for basically everything. It is the vast majority of their budget if we're being honest. 
Furman, the aforementioned Furman Paladins, were supposed to go to Tennessee this past season. The all-SEC schedule ruined that. They were going to get paid just shy of a million dollars. That would have covered expenses for basically everything. If that game wouldn't have gotten played, Furman would not have had to have cut their baseball program. It's really that simple. That game, that one game gets played, Furman gets to keep playing baseball. It's a storied program as well, but because that game wasn't played, they don't have the money. So they they had to get rid of something because they couldn't afford it. So FCS football needs these games. But a lot of people want to see better scheduling in the regular season. And I hear that. I want that too. So my idea was, why don't we play these FCS games in the spring? Now, I know there's a lot of coaches. I'm sure Nick Saban would just absolutely love to have, well, I guess we can use Mac Jones as an example. I know he just left. But Mac Jones playing against Samford and potentially getting hurt in a game against Samford. But here was my rationale behind it. One, you can still manage it and carry it like a spring game where you slap a black jersey on your quarterbacks and not let them get hit. But what you can do is keep these FCS games that prop up these athletic departments and better schedule in the fall. Because you know, When Ole Miss has their spring game on April 24th, Mississippi State has yet to announce theirs. If it was Ole Miss hosting Jackson State, if it was Mississippi State hosting Alcorn State, number one, you could get it on television. People would watch it. Two, Cale Baker just hit an RBI single. Ole Miss will take a 1-0 lead in the bottom of the fourth. Two, You could keep spring games alive, because right now they're kind of dying. You get it on TV, more people would show up. Gives you another real weekend where your towns get full of people, because right now spring games, what is it, 15,000 people? You could get 45. I promise you, you could. Coincide it with a baseball series, and your town would explode. And you can still prop up these FCS schools, give them the money that they need to survive, while not having it litter your schedule in the fall. And now that the FCS is playing spring football, it's a viable option, I think. We're seeing it in real time. The two teams can get together, the two sides can get together and come to an agreement on don't hit the quarterback. Can come to an agreement on certain things like that involving a spring game. You can do it right, make money, which everybody's going to need right now after what we just went through and are still going through with COVID. You can improve your fall schedule, which everybody wants. You can keep these FCS programs alive, which they so desperately need to stay alive. I think it's a win-win-win across the board. The only counter is I'm sure there are a lot of coaches that, again, wouldn't want to play a real game, but you don't have to make it a real game. You can slap a different color jersey on your quarterbacks and come to agreement ahead of time with rules and stuff like that. But you can make it a real game. 
let me rephrase that. You can make it a marketable product. You can sell tickets. People would buy them. You can get it on TV. People would watch. You can make your schedule better, which is what everybody wants. Sounds good to me. Makes sense to me. And now that the FCS is playing this spring, I love it. I absolutely love this idea. We should do more of it. I don't know if they will. It, it's it makes too much sense for uh, you know the people involved in college athletics for it to actually matter. Of course, you know how that goes. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Michael Borky. Coming up next. So one, I'll give you an update. Baseball scores going on around the SEC. Of course, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And then I've got some thoughts. There's been some social media activity that's rubbing some people the wrong way in baseball land around the SEC in the state of Mississippi. I think everybody needs to chill out. I'll tell you what I mean next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky riding solo with you. You want to be a part of the conversation with me, 601-879-4395 is the text line. Don't go anywhere. What decisions are being made by state lawmakers, and how will they affect you, your family, and community? If you listen, if you listen, you'll know. Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fl. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at one, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Getting back to school. Catholic schools have been struggling throughout the pandemic as a weak economy weighed on parents' ability to pay private tuition. But some schools, especially those that have made in-person learning work, have seen a pop in enrollment. In Queens and Brooklyn, the pandemic has been a shot in the arm. There, enrollments are up 39%. And in Boston, the diocese there is saying enrollment is 15% higher. But even at schools that have seen enrollment gains, like Maria Regina in Hartsdale, New York, managing through the pandemic, has not been easy. President Anna Para. I think all schools are seeing an impact because we've had to implement all these new protocols, which is an additional expense that was not in our budget. In fact, according to the National Catholic Educational Association, Catholic school closures are 50% higher this year than last, equal to about 2% of the 6,100 Catholic schools running in 2019. In short, against all odds, some Catholic schools seem to be not only surviving, but thriving amid tough times. Getting back to school, Jerry Willis, Fox News. In a world full of noise, the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. 
saving you money, I'm Hilary Barsky. One of the most important steps of buying a home is locking in an affordable mortgage rate. To secure the lowest rates, you may have to negotiate, but there are several things home buyers can do. One is to shop around. The rate you were given can vary between mortgage lenders, so it's important to get quotes from multiple companies before applying for a loan. Often you can ask lenders to match other mortgage offers. If you choose to do so, having another rate quote available to service proof will give you more leverage. Another option may be to use discount points, also known as mortgage points. These are fees that you can pay directly to the lender in exchange for a lower interest rate. It's also important to work on your credit score before you apply for a loan. The most affordable rates are always given to borrowers with the highest scores. Lastly, making a bigger down payment could also help ensure that you have access to the best interest rates. Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky, Fox News. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Ole Miss has a one to nothing lead over UCF. UCF, by the way, wearing some sharp, sharp uniforms. But black and gold is a good color scheme. You got the Saints that do it. UCF, obviously, love Southern Misses. Especially the new logo update. Looks just fantastic. In Starkville, Tulane still has a 3-1 to lead in the bottom of the fourth. And in Hattiesburg, still no change in the score since the last time I updated that for you. 3-1, to UConn leading over Southern Miss. It is a um, tough test for the Golden Eagles. Measuring stick, maybe? UCF's a good program, though, so we'll see how the weekend goes for Southern Miss. Around the SEC, for whatever it's worth, some scores that stand out to me. Uh, Auburn is losing to Oklahoma. Actually, they lost to Oklahoma. In the Round Rock, Texas, that score has gone final in extra innings. Oklahoma has a or won the game 4-3. to three. Arkansas leading 6-3 to three over SEMO. They had to go to extras last night to beat Southeast Missouri State and struggled a little bit early in that one, but uh, seems to be taking care of business right now. Tennessee and Indiana State tied at three in the bottom of the fifth. Georgia State and Vanderbilt tied at one in the top of the third. So there's been some social media activity here. And um, it's caused some reaction. Specifically Arkansas fans. What's wrong with them? Anyway, so... Ole Miss fans, someone somewhere along the way made this meme. We described it to you on Monday, but in case you missed it, it is the just the standard photo of 
Mike Bianco, with lasers coming out of his eyes, and it's kind of like touched up with like an Instagram filter with like a blue and pink background, and it says, you just lost a dirty Mike and the boys. And some people made it into like a quick video where like a distorted version of Love is Gone is playing in the background. And any time Ole Miss has won a game this year, they have flooded the replies to the opponent saying what the final score is. And on top of that, generally, the team's social media accounts are really enjoying themselves. They kind of poked fun at Texas after they beat Texas with the Sam Ellinger, I'm back, or we're back thing. And other stuff like that. And a lot of people have feelings about that. I've seen uh, a friend of mine sent me screenshots from a Mississippi State message board talking about not having class or whatever. And I've heard from Ole Miss fans that say that we need to act like we've been there before and stuff like that. And Arkansas fans are just furious at everything that happens in the state of Mississippi. I I don't know if it's just Arkansas doesn't have a natural rival or, or what. But Arkansas fans get so bothered. When you say that Mississippi State has a better baseball stadium than them, uh, that's a fact, by the way, and they get so bothered by Ole Miss acting the way they have. Now, there's something to acting like you've been there before. I I hear you. I understand that. And there is an element of, if you dish it, you better be able to take it. Because when you act like this, people are going to fire back at you when they beat you. And it's baseball, and somebody's going to beat you soon. It's going to happen. It's baseball. But, man, some of the the reaction to this is insufferable. Everybody just needs to take a step back and take a deep breath. Just, what am I getting mad about? Somebody having fun on Twitter? Players enjoying themselves on the field? Is that really something that's going to make me mad? And if it does, really think to yourself, is this something I should waste energy getting mad about? Sports are supposed to be fun. They are fun. They should be. And it's just Twitter, right? It's just Twitter. But even... The players on the field, they do a bat flip. The people that criticize bat flips, oh my goodness. It is okay for people to have fun playing sports. It is okay to celebrate when you do good things. You're not a better person for wanting baseball to be boring or getting upset with people because they tweet at people. It's just insane. Sports are fun. You should have fun while doing them. Baseball is fun. You should have fun when you do something good. When you hit a home run and you look in your own dugout and your players are celebrating and you've tossed your bat a little bit, good. We need more of that. If you're a baseball purist, this probably just makes your ears ring. Like, it just infuriates you guys flipping bats. How dare they? I don't know if you notice this about baseball. But on the professional level anyway, because we can actually measure this, the popularity for Major League Baseball among the younger generation is dwindling. It's falling apart. 
because it's not fun. And maybe your response is, well, we shouldn't cater it to the generation or they're not being raised right now. Whatever you say, it doesn't matter. The attention that the highest level of baseball is getting from the younger audiences is dwindling. You know what they love, though? Fun, energy, passion. That's what baseball should be. Fun, energy, and passion. If you hate a team because they're having fun, take a big, long look in the mirror. We should eliminate the word class from everybody's dictionary. Seriously. It's not classy to have fun on Twitter. Get over yourself. I hope that if Ole Miss beats Mississippi State this year in baseball, Ole Miss fans crawl into the mentions of Mississippi State with, you just lost to Dirty Mike and the boys memes. And then if Mississippi State beats them the next day, I hope state fans make a meme of Chris Lamonis and do the same thing back. Because you know what? That's fun. It's funny. I hope when these teams play each other, when Mississippi State plays Southern Miss in the Governor's Cup, that a Southern Miss player hits a home run and tosses his bat. You know why? Because that's a cool moment and it's fun. We really need to loosen up. It's not that serious. It's fun. Sports are supposed to be fun. These are kids hitting a ball with a stick. It's not the end of the world. It's really not. 601-879-4395 is the text line. Bottom five in Oxford, bottom five in Hattiesburg, and bottom five in Starkville. Three to one, Tulane over Mississippi State. One to nothing, Ole Miss over UCF. Still three to one, UConn over Southern Miss. Jason, you say you're not a better person for making fun of UConn for not playing football in the midst of a pandemic, Mister Preachy Pants. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm a better person than making fun of. I'm not making fun of UConn though, Jason. I'm making fun of the New York Times. It's different. That doesn't make me better. Makes me right, doesn't make me better. (laughs) We all got to loosen up, though. I mean, it is not that serious. Everybody's all uptight around here. And then in Fayetteville, Arkansas, everybody's wound up real, real tight in Fayetteville. My goodness. About stadiums and bat flips. Of all things you can get mad on the internet about, it's stadiums and bat flips. Crazy. It's a good baseball team, though. Arkansas is really good. I mean, it is the SEC, right? Everybody's good in the SEC. Hmm. Again, 601-879-4395 is the text line. Happy Gilmore 2 is on its way, possibly. I'll tell you more about that coming up. J.J. Watt apparently has received an offer north of $15 million. Is he worth that? I think so. And I'll explain why. Coming up next. More baseball updates as we move along, as I move along. Happy Gilmore, too, and J.J. Watt also. All on the way. It's Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky solo with you. 601-879-4395. We'll be right back.
From hunting and fishing to just about anything outdoors here in the Magnolia State, you'll find out what new adventure is waiting for you Mondays at noon with Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, you'll explore the wonders of your state's natural resources and experience the thrill of outdoor adventure. That's Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show, Mondays at noon, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Fox on tech. It's no secret there is widespread availability of misinformation on the Internet. If you see it online, then it must be true, right? Tech and health officials are warning that includes misinformation about coronavirus treatments and that you should watch out for posts on social media that might not be factual. Bert Kelso is a technology expert. So it's really hard to do research to find the background of those posts, but it's very easy for anyone to create any of those copy and share posts. So people really need to be on the lookout because there are a lot of imitators out there that are looking to share posts that either are going to share misinformation or are going to share information that could cause harm to you or your family. Kelso adds that the best sources of information on the coronavirus are your doctor and local health departments, as well as websites like the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention or the National Institutes of Health. With Fox Who doesn't love a good laugh and free car advice? Well, it depends on the advice. Tune into Under the Hood and you can have both. I'm Russ, along with Shannon and Chris, your hosts for two of the best hours you'll spend this week. We've been the motor medics since 1990, and we'll tackle any question you can throw at us. You don't have to be a car person to love Under the Hood. We've got something for everyone right here every week. Under the Hood, Saturdays from 3 to 5 p.m., right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Fox on Tech. 2020, the year of the global pandemic. Tech companies led the way in providing a lot of essential services. Let's take a look at some. First, the Zoom boom. Because restrictions had many people doing their business remotely. Large corporations, small businesses, schools, and federal institutions were heavily reliant on digital video communications programs like Zoom. Amazon continued to grow and set sales records as people did more of their ordering online instead of going to physical stores. There was also more medicine going digital this year with a surge in telehealth or other digital health services like primary care visits and therapy. But it wasn't a rosy year for every tech company. Attorneys general from nearly all states and Washington, D.C. filed antitrust lawsuits against Google and Facebook. Twitter and Facebook faced scrutiny as a number of Republican lawmakers wanted to revise Section 230. That's a mid-90s law that gives liability protections to online platforms that allow third-party users to publish content. With Fox on Tech, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Department of Health is reporting 731 new cases of COVID-19. The latest report brings the state's total up to just over 293,500. With the confirmation of 25 additional deaths, 6,638 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. To date, nearly 550,000 doses of the vaccine have been administered in Mississippi, and as of Monday, over 200 173,000 Mississippians have recovered from COVID-19. And Mississippi has the least amount of public charging stations for electric cars in the country. But that could change. If legislation passed in the House this week is approved, as much as $30 million in tax credits will be given to companies that build these stations over the next three years. There are currently 266 electric charging outlets in Mississippi. Most of them are spaced far apart and only in the largest cities and towns. 
Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on a catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta. Seaspire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. Seaspire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying it anymore would be. Seaspire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Got some movement in Hattiesburg, some good movement as well. The Golden Eagles took a three to four lead in the bottom of the fifth. A couple of doubles scoring three runs. And the Eagles are on top of the Huskies from UConn in the top of the sixth. So great stuff there from Southern Miss. Tulane still holding a three to one lead over Mississippi State, and Ole Miss still clinging in the top of the sixth to a one to nothing lead over UCF. I love this kind of stuff. I wish, I mean, I can only watch one game in here at a time. I've got to flip from from one to one to one. Uh, I just overload the internet. Excuse me. And uh, all the streams crash at the same time. So I, I have to, you know, just flip from game to game to game. Trying my best in here, I really am. But uh, those are your latest scores as of page refreshes a couple minutes ago. So... Trying my best here to keep up with everything. It is great to be with you. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Michael Borky. 601-879-4395 is the text line. Like I said, always glad that you are with me wherever you are and however you are. All right, some news. I don't know if it, if you can call it breaking, but news in the sports movie world. The off-season conversation happens often. It does on this show most of the time. The best sports movie conversation. That's always a summer, you know, topic. What's the best sports movie ever? Mine, personally, is Miracle. Because I love the story. Not so much that the movie's great. The movie's very good, don't get me wrong, but I love that story. I'm just, I'm one of those people that, that nerds out on, like, Go America type stuff. I'm not a soccer fan, but when the United States men's national team is on, I'm in. Locked in. 
when the Olympics come around this summer, if it's badminton and somebody's got USA on their chest, I'm in. I'm that kind of guy. So that story, you know, really speaks to me. But you get all those conversations, you know, what's the best sports comedy? Some people say Slapshots or, or Caddyshack or something like that. Happy Gilmore's also up there. It's been 25 years since Happy Gilmore was released. And in honor of that anniversary, you had Adam Sandler, obviously the guy that played Happy Gilmore, his production company put the movie on. Adam Sandler and the guy that played Shooter McGavin. 25 years haven't been great to Shooter McGavin. But he's still around. And the two of them went on the Dan Patrick show. And Dan asked them, you know, hey, are you guys thinking about doing a Happy Gilmore too? And they both, I mean, green-lighted the idea. They talked about how they want to do it senior tour style, where, you know, we fast forward 25 years later in the story and they're still duking it out on the senior tour. Christopher McDonald's his name, by the way. And they agreed on the Dan Patrick Show to greenlight Happy Gilmore 2. They want to do a sequel, bring the same characters to life, they said. And they want to make it on the senior tour. The PGA Tour Champions is what it's called, but they probably won't be able to use that name in the movie. A lot of people got excited about that idea. And don't get me wrong, I love Happy Gilmore. And I love Adam Sandler. I know he's put out a bunch of crap lately. I mean, bad movies, right? Although I respect the method that he's putting these movies out. Aside from Uncut Gems, which I loved. I mean, it was an uncomfortable movie, but by design, I thought it was great. He's basically writing these terrible scripts, getting all his buddies together, Flying them to Hawaii or wherever, some tropical remote location, resort, whatever, and filming really bad movies, but spending six months on vacation with his friends. I respect that. I really do. And give his latest Netflix stand-up special a watch. He's still got it. I mean, I know it's from a couple years ago now when he actually recorded this stand-up. It's really good. Really funny. I like Adam Sandler. I know it's kind of childish humor, but man, I mean, and, and his movies are ageless, right? Happy Gilmore's still funny. Big Daddy's still funny. Love that stuff. When you go this long between movies, number one, and, and number two, when you have such such a gem, no pun intended with his one of his most recent movies, when you have such a gem, a, a comedy gold movie, like what you've got in Happy Gilmore. It, it checks all the boxes. It's funny. It's goofy. You've got cameos from like Vern Lundquist. It's a great movie. It's really funny. A sequel can ruin it. You will build up hype and build up hype and build up hype and it won't meet the hype and you'll be disappointed and it'll ruin it forever. Sometimes with great things, and Happy Gilmore is a great comedy, sometimes with things like this, you just gotta let it be. Dumb and Dumber made that mistake. Everybody's seen Dumb and Dumber. 
when you're talking comedy movies, if you don't include Dumb and Dumber in your top five, I think in your top three, if you don't, you're insane. But in your top five, I mean, you must not have watched it. That's another checks-all-the-boxes comedy. Humor. I mean, people still quote that movie to this day. Let's see. I should have had this up already. But when did Dumb and... Dumb and Dumber came out when I was two years old. And I have friends, myself included, can quote basically every line in that movie. Ageless comedy. Have you seen Dumb and Dumber-er? Or the other sequel that they made? They're terrible. They're just terrible. There was too much time between original and new. Hangover good. They shortly thereafter did a hangover to very good. Should not have done a third one. But 25 years separating these two movies, I don't want to see it. I love it. It's great humor. It's a great comedy. I don't want to see Happy Gilmore 2. Because I will build it up in my head as expecting it to be just as funny. And it won't be. And I'll be disappointed. And I don't want to be. Sometimes when you got a good thing, just let that be the good thing. Jason says, uh, Dan Patrick wasn't begging for his cameo in Sandman's next movie. He always does that when Sandler is on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dan Patrick always finds his way on Sandler's movies. I, I wish he would have bigger roles, honestly, because I think Dan Patrick's pretty good at the whole acting thing and his very limited cameos that he's made. But I think he's pretty good at it. By the way, Adam Sandler, great basketball player. They did a three-on-three thing with Dan Patrick's uh, producers. They call them the Danettes. There's four of them. And uh, Sandler and a couple other guys, and, and they played three-on-three. And Sandler can ball, man. I mean, he's a good basketball player. Seriously. I don't want to see another one, though. I really don't. I, I, I'm just afraid it'll ruin it. I've got that suspicion about Top Gun 2, a movie that I'm thrilled about. Top Gun's my favorite movie. Love Top Gun. Named my dog Maverick because of Top Gun. Love that movie. And the trailer for the second one looks like they just basically touched all of the original Top Gun nostalgia. Same music, same people, just, you know, loud noises and dogfights, right? That's all that, that's all it needs to be. But I'm worried it's not going to be as good. And I've built it up so much in my head that Top Gun 2 is just going to be awesome, like fist-pumping awesome like the first one. I'm going to be so disappointed if it doesn't live up to that potential. Super Troopers. The second one was okay. It was funny, even. It's just not the first one. Sometimes just let a good thing be a good thing. I don't know. That's just me. 601-879-4395 is the text line, the C Spire text line. When we come back, I'll give you your final score update. And, well, I'll give you one right now. UConn has tied it up in the bottom of the sixth, 4-4 four to four right now because of a solo home run from UConn. So 4-4, four to four, bottom six. 
in Hattiesburg. We'll give you Ole Miss and Mississippi State when we come back up against a heartbreak here. And also that thought on J.J. Watt. Is he worth $15 million? That's the reported offer out there. He's having fun on Twitter, by the way. Having a lot of fun on Twitter. Posting these cryptic messages and watching fans try to decipher what the message is. For example, he was lifting weights and posted how much weight was on the bar and it happened to be the same area code as Buffalo, New York. That kind of stuff. He's milking this process for what it what it's worth. But what is he worth? Is it $15 million? Mm, I don't think so. Or maybe he is. Final thoughts with you next. It's Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. We're talking to Dale Barra. Take me back to growing up and what it was like in the household with a dad like Yogi Berra. You know, we grew up with his funny sayings. You know, I remember dad managing the mess, and me, Larry, and Timmy are watching the game on TV, and all of a sudden... Two streakers run out of the stands on TV, and the camera flips away from them. So when he gets home, me, Larry, and Timmy say, Hey, Dad, those streakers, what were they, boys or girls? We need to know. And Dad looked us right in the eye and said, I couldn't tell they had bags over their heads. <laughs> in a Mississippi minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. Stockpiling has become something of a national pastime during the coronavirus pandemic, but that behavior could cost you financially. Many Americans are overspending and tumbling into debt, according to LendingTree. And now consumers say they're spending double the amount they did during the pandemic spring wave. Financial experts advise shoppers to take a few steps to avoid overspending or getting into a financial hole. And you can start by making a budget. And the end of the year is the best time to start 
start the process if you haven't already begun. And before you go out shopping for items, make sure you prepare a list as you head to the store. Don't get caught up buying items because they're scarce or other people are grabbing them off the shelves. Check what you already have on hand and stick to your list. Financial experts note that building or rebuilding your emergency fund shouldn't be sacrificed for the sake of stockpiling. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. Place of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Mississippi. What is going on here? Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. One more time with you, Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Michael Borky. Glad you're with me. Some score updates, and then I got a goofy story out of Des Moines, Iowa for you. And then a quick thought on J.J. Watt and that offer. One-to-one in the top of the seventh. Uh, tie game. Doug McKaysey gave up a solo shot into the left-field bullpen. That's where the opposing bullpen is. So one-to-one top seven right now between Ole Miss and UCF. Tulane. Extended the lead 6-1 to one now in the top of the 6th over the number 5 ranked Mississippi State Bulldogs. And top 7 in Hattiesburg, 4-4 four to four between UConn and Southern Miss. Alright. You should reward creativity and uniqueness in life. That's what I try to be here. I can be better, I'm working at it. I try, and sometimes I miss. I respect Fong's Pizza, F-O-N-G apostrophe as Fong's Pizza in Des Moines, Iowa, because they try to make goofy and unique pizzas. For example, during breakfast time, they have a steak and eggs pizza. Would love to try it. Their staple is unique and interesting pizza. But the one they just released is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Fong's Pizza. They call it the Loopy Fruits Breakfast Pizza. pizza, And they're calling it a game changer. What it is, quite simply, dough 
cheese, and Fruit Loops. Dough, cheese, and Fruit Loops. Alongside the cereal pizza, they have a full breakfast menu, a pizza place, but all kinds of unique options. They are open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's an interesting, interesting pizza place. They have Crab Rangoon pizza. They have all kinds of stuff. But yeah, Des Moines, Iowa, the stupidest thing I've ever heard, Fruit Loop pizza. I Creativity's awesome. Uniqueness is great. You'd have to give me four figures to try that, I think. <laughs> Ugh. What's wrong with people? Ugh. Some things just don't go together at all. All right, final thought with you. So a report, UCF, by the way, a 2-1 to lead now. Another solo shot. So top seven, the number one team in the country on the ropes at home against UCF. And the UCF player went around the bases pumped up, having fun, as he should. Because baseball's fun. Good for him. He kind of threw his bat, too. Good. Baseball's fun. And it was a tank bomb, too, no doubter. So good for him. Reportedly, J.J. Watt was offered $15 million by one of the teams vying for his services. A $15 a year salary. So the next question is, as always, is he worth it? He's not an every-down defensive end anymore. anymore. He's battled injury. Last three seasons, two of which he has not finished. Been tough. Is he worth $15 million? Do you really pay that kind of money in annual salary to a guy that's in his 30s now? He's not an every-down defensive end. And he's been injury-prone. I think that answer is yes. As a free agent, if you're Buffalo, for example, Cleveland, and you don't have to give anything up for him and you can afford it, why would you not do this? When healthy, he's still elite, by the way. Elite when he's healthy. And that kind of locker room presence on top of elite ability, you take the gamble with $15 million, if you've got it, on a guy like him. Because if you're Cleveland, if you're Buffalo, and then he can stay healthy this season for 15 mil, on top of the boost that he would add to your culture and your locker room, why is this even a debate? I don't understand the question, to tell you the truth. I don't get it. If Buffalo can afford $15 million for J.J. Watt without changing anything else really on their roster, why would they not take it? Oh, because you might get hurt. Well, it's football. Everybody might get hurt, especially that plays on the offensive or defensive lines. Hey, it's a no-brainer. No doubt. J.J. Watt, you absolutely sign him at that price tag if given the opportunity. Great to be with you. Thank you for uh, making this show a part of your day. Whew. I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> uh, it's been fun, though. Glad you've been with me. For Richard, who stood me up today, and Haydad, who was off, I'm Michael Borky. Have a great weekend. Check my stream on Monday at 8. Looking forward to you joining me then. But until then, y'all be safe out there, and I'll talk to you on Monday morning. Good night.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.